morning, everybody. What's up? Hey now. Quack, quack. That's right. Hey now. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Quack, quack. There you go. You're your own duck. <laughs> yeah, quack, quack. Yeah, I just never did that. He had a quack, quack sound effect. I, I do my own quack. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 All right. Lot to get to. I'm not going to dick around with quack, quack. <laughs> you look handsome uh, today. Very nice jacket you're wearing. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Uh, thank you for saying that. You threw me off my game by saying that. <laughs> I haven't heard those words since, well, I've never heard those words. Oh, I look so. handsome today. Thank you. No, I never get that. Uh, I get a lot of other things, not that. Anyway, uh, I was just talking to the guys about sports. Uh, a fascinating uh, story the guys were telling me that this uh, Zach Wilson, who plays for the Jets, uh, they need him to, you know, be the quarterback because Aaron Rodgers was injured. And, uh, and now the guy's kind of like, I guess he's kind of freaked out. He's like, I don't know if I should be the quarterback. Like, like this is his big opportunity. The, the, the main guy is down. You know, he's getting freaked out because he hasn't been playing well. If I was him, man, I'd yeah, get in there the and play. the Cinderella story is go out there and let loose. Do yep. whatever it takes and make it your team. Yeah, but what happens is after they lose every week, they get the shit beat out of them by the press. And he's getting it. He's letting it get That's to true. him. Just get out there and play, dude. Right, Gary? This is his seventh big opportunity, Howard, just so you know. I mean, he's had so many big opportunities that I think he's almost shell-shocked. He probably can't even walk around New York without people yelling shit at him. That's how bad it is. So yeah. I can understand why he's a little shell-shocked. He's also getting paid $35 million, and he's an NFL quarterback. And as someone pointed out earlier this morning, there are guys who are journeymen who you know played in college, and you get to be on the team, and you're the fourth guy or the fifth guy, and you dream of starting an NFL game. And here it is. It's being handed to him, and he's saying, I don't want it. It's insane. Well, you know what it is, too. And maybe you hit on it. He's being paid $35 million, basically, to be the backup and not play. He's probably like, fuck, I'd rather not play, not be exposed. And I don't want to get injured either because I just want to I want to stay in the NFL for 15, 20 years being the so-called backup guy getting $35 million a year. That's a huge salary. $35 well, he's not million. Gonna, he's not going to get the kind of money being a backup. He He's getting that oh. money because they drafted him and he was their first string quarterback. But, he, you know, his whole summer he worked out with Aaron Rodgers, but he came into the season and the season in his mind was, I'll sit on the bench, I'll hold the clipboard. And I'll watch this team do really right. well. And I'll jump in once or twice for a play when he gets hurt. But I don't have to do anything. And then four plays in, he's the guy. Hey, uh, the, what about that guy in the Giants? I mean, he's... Tommy DeVito? Second, Tommy DeVito. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's he's won a couple of games. He's third string. And uh, he's, not, he's not... Listen, he's not awesome, but he's won a couple of games and he's throwing touchdowns. You know, the Jets... I think somebody correct me on the stat. I believe they have two touchdowns in five games. They can't score. Jesus. Touchdowns. Jesus. Well, hey, well, that means they need a quarterback. Yeah, just yeah. not this one. And, and and when your quarterback's telling you, I don't think I'm up to it. I don't want to do <laughs> it's it. Not, it's not there, a good look. Yeah, I don't want to be the quarterback. <laughs> there is one thing going on. And, and I, I do. This is I, it makes me understand it a little bit. The, 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 the all the problems for the Jets really. They have a lot of them, but their offensive line is really, really bad. It's been banged up. There's like 
fourth and fifth string guys playing. They've been moving everybody around. So it's almost like the second you get the ball, you're probably going to get the shit beat. <laughs> right. Well, that's probably his mess. point. What a That's mess. probably his point. He's probably like, Jesus, uh, I'm, I'm going to go in a game and get the shit beaten out of me. And then the press is going to say, I suck. Uh, anyway. All right. Yeah, well, that's so much for sports. I'm always fascinated by these stories. I love it. JD I grew was up with a completely different story. You know, Johnny Unitas was our quarterback in Baltimore. Right, Baltimore. He was great. And then he got hurt early in the season, you know, when this was supposed to be a great season. And this guy we didn't even know na- named Earl Marl was brought into the game. He took him all the way to the Super Bowl. Wow. Well, yeah. I was a pretty great quarterback. And then, <laughs> you know, anyway, gives a shit. That's anyway, a good backup. Were, yeah, that's a good back. I remember the days when the backups were good. Uh, I don't know why New York can't get a good team in anything, but. <laughs> well, the hockey strange. teams around here seem yeah, to be doing good. That's true. And um, how are the Knicks doing? Aren't they um, in the playoffs or something? Or am I wrong? Well, it's that? not. Oh, the season just started, Howard. Oh, it did? I don't even know. No, no Howard, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're doing a new thing thought. this year called the in season playoffs. It's like, yeah, oh, I just read playoff that. in the middle of the season, and they are actually doing very well. They play the Bucks tonight. It's The Bucks are one of the best teams in the NBA, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, they're in this mid season. Thank you for correcting a, that. A, a season in a, a what? What did you just say? It's so it's it's a weird thing. It's, it's a called mid season tournament. So they're having like a like a contest. It's like a playoff, but it's it's during the regular season. It, it's very and it's a little bit confusing. What happens? It's not you got a pat on the back and like a little trophy, and then you still got to play the rest of the season. But it is it is a playoff oh, format, and goodness. the Knicks are in it. By the way, thank you for correcting it because when Robin says to me <laughs> it's just the start of the season, then I sound like an idiot. But I knew there was really a playoff going on. It really is just the start of the season, yeah. Howard. How yeah, you correct. <laughs> yes, you're correct, and I'm correct. But you know, <laughs> hey Howard, yeah. just so you know, every player gets a half a million dollars for winning the. Uh, I, I think I got this right. Each player gets five hundred thousand dollars for winning. I don't know. I think there's a reward for winning the, the tournament. It's not just uh-huh. a bragging rights. You do get something. All right. All right. Whatever. How's that really super tall dude doing? I like watching him. Webayama. Webby. Webahami. <laughs> Whatever his name is. I like that Webby. guy. Wemby. Yeah. Wemby Hambi. Jambi. Wembayama. That's what. <laughs> Wembayama. Kumbaya. Yama. <laughs> How's that guy doing? Is he doing well? Nah, nobody knows. I was going to say. The Spurs, that, I think the, it's a the team division. sucks. The team well, sucks, but he's great. Yeah, yeah, young team. They're building around him. I was trying to get in that, uh, trying to wedge into the conversation that JD stayed up all night. Why? Uh, watching Ooh. his bangles, but they won. You know, they don't have Joe Burrow oh, in there. it was a nighttime bangles. game? Nighttime game. Monday Night Football. Bangles. That's how you say it. Right. <laughs> bangles. Yes. How'd they do? They You fell asleep during the game, right? And then you woke up fourth <laughs> well, quarter? I nodded, yeah, I nodded off. Uh, you know, I went to lay down in bed, and I can watch the game on my phone. So uh, I went and laid down in bed for the second half, and I nodded off. <laughs> I think I missed uh, a couple touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, they won. Look, it's Stephen A. Smith. How are you, sir? Howard Stern, Robin, what's going on? Hey, 
Uh, Stephen you know, A. Smith is uh, the top. Uh, I can't believe you're knocking on my door this early morning. You're the top guy. You're the top commentator. You know what, Howard? I always listen to your show. And when I hear something ridiculous that I feel passionate about, I just got to call in. This Zach Wilson situation is preposterous. And you know that I'm a New Yorker. What the right. hell is wrong with Zach Wilson? I right. mean, he's talking about he was reluctant to step back on the field after the starting role for the Jets. He doesn't want to be the quarterback. What the hell is wrong with you? Right. You don't want to take Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was so proud when Brett Ford went down that he could go in and play football and now this coward wants to sit on the sideline. Change your damn pad and get in the game. Well, let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. I see it the same way. Here's a guy. He's waiting for his shot. Stop paying attention to everyone else. Get the fuck in the game. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you don't want to face criticism, then you shouldn't play football. Get out there and get a brain hemorrhage. Right. Right. Oh, get, get out there. You're not a quarterback until you get a damn concussion. Unless you're drooling at the mom can not a quarterback. Oh, my. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, you're 100% right. I can see why you're the top guy. I, I get it now. I get it. I mean, I'm just uh, telling the truth, but I'm telling you, I'm telling these people these days, they just want the paycheck and they don't want to do any other work. I mean, God what? damn, you're the quarterback of the New York Jets. You ought to be proud. Of course, you're going to face criticism. You don't want to face criticism. Go to another team. Be the water boy, for Christ's sake. <laughs> right, right, right. What, what do you think of J.D. falling asleep during his so-called favorite team, the Bengals? He fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of the game. Now, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. You cannot call yourself a fan of a team and you're snoozing. Right. <laughs> How the hell can Joe Burrow get any support when you're snoozing? I mean, it's not like you know you're watching the game. But still, keep your ass awake until the game is over. Right. I right, tried. Right. I tried. I did stay up for the end. I did stay up for the end. This is preposterous. You ought to be ashamed. All right. I'm well, saying, listen, I'm... Uh, it's an honor. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for the commentary on Zach Wilson. Stephen I feel the a. same Smith, way. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith, right. That's it. <laughs> Good luck, Absolutely okay? Howard. Right, thank Stay you. Out there tell you drooling. <laughs> right. If you don't have a concussion, you're not a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. Uh it's uh, it's almost Christmas. I know. My wife started with the Christmas music. I go crazy. You know, there's such a, uh, there's so many, you know, there's so many Christmas songs that I think Sirius has three different Christmas channels during wow. the holidays. I didn't and my know wife that. My wife listened to one. She goes, this, is, this isn't the right Christmas music. Then I go, well, there's two other ones. And then I, I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's just never right. I was thinking about this too. And it's kind of interesting too. The, and it's kind of weird with Christmas music. There are guys who have had one hit, and then and it's a Christmas it, song, right? No, there are guys oh. who have had like like I'll give you an example. Like Bobby Boris Pickett had Monster Mash, which was big, yeah. and then you know you want to have another hit song, and it's frustrating when you can't get that second hit song. So a lot of guys, what they do is they release the same song, but with a like they'll put some jingle bells behind it or the their Christmas uh, motif. Of, uh, well, a well, well, all they'll do is put in the word Christmas. You can't, you know, <laughs> like Stephen A. Smith. I should start yelling. It's like, like what the fuck? Can't do that. Uh, like for example, I'll give you some musical examples. You'll like this. Uh, last year we played, uh, the, you know, 3,000 versions of, uh, Bobby Boris Pickett's Monster Mash. 
And um, here, this is this is the original. Uh, I'll, I'll fuck the original. You all know the original. This is uh, this is uh, him trying to capitalize on Monster Mash by remaking the song for almost every occasion, including Christmas. See what I mean? It's just yeah. You can't, yeah. Night before Christmas, when all through the castle, <laughs> my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in green. And he's not the only guy who did this. For example, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, we all know this song. But there is a holiday version called December instead of September. I'm not kidding. This is for real. All they did was change the lyric. <laughs> yeah, all they did was they changed the lyric 21st night of September to 25th night of December and then re-released it. I mean, you can't do what? that. It's the same. It's the same exact song. <laughs> What I'm saying is, who I'm imagining the conversation that went around this, because they <laughs> hardly put any effort into it. We're going to go in the studio and record <laughs> the 25th day of December. And I can imagine that at least one guy might have said, are we really? I mean, come on. We're Earth, Wind and Fire. Seriously? We're better than this. Yeah. We're better than this. Uh like uh, to me, Bachman Turner Overdrive shouldn't be involved in this, but they, uh, you know, their their big hit, Taking Care of Business. So I guess the I guess things got lean, and a couple of decades later, they they reworked the song into Taking Care of Christmas to make it a holiday oh, no. tune. Things must have been bad. They must have turned the electricity <laughs> off in, in Bachman Turner Overdrive's house. I don't like that. I get upset you, by that. You know, really liked Bachman Turner Overdrive, and then they did this. <laughs> Wouldn't you abandon them? Nobody really liked Bachman Turner Overdrive. We tolerated them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were good. I mean, they had a couple of hit songs. And, you know, I respect anyone. But Randy Bachman was a talented guy. But uh, they released that song as a bonus track on uh, Randy Bachman's uh, album, the Randy Bachman Songbook. And I guess it was. Oh, OK. He wasn't with the yeah. rest of the guys when he decided to do it. I think he made that decision on his own, but I can't be sure. You remember the song by the Beach Boys, Kokomo? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, in 2010, Mike Love recorded a version called Santa's Going to Kokomo. And again, you can't do this. You you know you know what really broke my heart? I don't care so much about the Beach Boys, but I am a huge Cheap Trick fan. I think Cheap Trick is one of the greatest bands ever. I really yeah. love that band. I think so, you know, Cheap Trick did had I want you to uh, they did they did they succumb to the <laughs> Christmas, you know, marketing ploy. You all know I want you to want me. <laughs> 
Anyway, in 2012, <laughs> they did it. They released I Want You for Christmas as part of a holiday music series to benefit the Special Olympics. So you can't knock it because they were trying right, to help. It was but... for the Special Olympics. Yeah, okay. all right. So. <laughs> I love this band. I, I don't. I bet you the Special Olympics were like, you know, we don't need that much help. We don't want this song. We'll do fine without that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like taking a great painting and splashing black paint on it. You know, you've I got can... a great song with a great sound, and then you do this to it. You're You're just really demeaning. The song. Well, when I was researching this, I um, I must say, uh, everybody loves Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. One of the greatest rock anthems of all time. And it's weird. Like, they put out Oh Come All Ye Faithful using... But I got to admit, it does show off Dee's voice very well. It's It's... Here, I'll play it for you. got to say that was pretty good i'm, I'm going to give it to d uh he started singing in church choir until he was 19 years old so he really he really can belt it out but then like tommy two-tone you all know this you know eight six seven five three oh nine they did a santa jenny That was a Santa Wait a Jenny. minute. Santa Howard. Jenny. Eh? <laughs> Howard. I know. Yeah, Jenny can't be a Santa. These are all a waste of time. Have anyone become perennial <laughs> favorites? No. <laughs> You're getting upset. I didn't want to upset you with this. I just wanted you to enjoy the premise. <laughs> Santa Jenny. Santa Jenny 8675309. Santa Jenny. Santa Jenny. I don't know. They, I don't even understand the song. They want you to call Santa Jenny at eight six seven five three zero nine, but the, I'm not even sure oh, what happened. You're actually looking for meaning in them. Well, I was. I was like, well, there's got to have some logic to it. <laughs> I mean, even Earth, Wind, and Fire going. Do you remember the twenty fifth day of December? Okay, I understand. I don't even understand eight six seven five three zero nine Santa Jenny. Is there a point? Call. Is it like a? a what, why am I calling Santa Jenny? <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I just don't. Christmas. 
I think uh, it's like transgender Santa. Santa, Santa Jen. I, uh, well, it was ahead of its time. <laughs> maybe it'll be a hit now. <laughs> or maybe Jenny is Santa's new wife and you call her because Santa's so busy. Maybe that's the premise. I don't know. Finally, you're, you're giving it a story that it doesn't have. Finally, everyone knows this iconic song. And, you know, I don't think there were any hits well, after now, Ice Ice Baby. Baby. But what about this? In 2011, Ice Ice Baby, Too Cold for Christmas remix came out. The song is exactly the same. But they just put some like cheap Christmas like bells or something. Here, listen. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Vanilla ice is too cold for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you can't do Merry this. Merry Christmas, vanilla ice. Let's kick it. How about, um, how about... I don't think you can call yourself a musician if you do this. <laughs> how about Christ, Christ, baby? Like, wouldn't that have been catchier no. and at least... <laughs> yeah, of course. Christ, Christ, baby. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, there you have it. Forgotten Christmas remakes that are forgotten for a good reason. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared. Ugh. You know, Mariah Carey's made a whole career out of writing an original Christmas song. And, you know, a few others have managed to have that song played every year, like Bruce Springsteen and Stevie Wonder and all those kind of people. Obviously, these, I hate to say it because there's some people you like in there. They're, they're not as talented. Let's listen to I Want You for Christmas again. <laughs> I want you for Christmas. Yeah, come on, at you. Quack, quack. I love this band. All right, one mistake. Hey, Morris in New York. What up? Hey, what up? Hey, now. Dude, you got to stop playing these songs. You're ruining all the bands I, I love. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, BTO, Brahma just said that. Like, now I don't think I'll ever want to go back and listen to him again. You don't want to hear Ice Ice Baby, Too Cold for Christmas? <laughs> nah, Christmas Baby is one on one. Merry Christmas. Vanilla Ice is too cold for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Got a. Gee, this is a very familiar song to me. I've heard this somewhere before. Let's kick it. I don't know. Call me crazy. I like the original Ice Ice Baby better than Ice Ice Baby Too Cold for Christmas. They didn't even bother go. to get a really good announcer to do the first part. This was totally thrown together in somebody's basement. Yeah. They didn't put much uh, energy into it. But, you know, I've said over the years I hate sharks. 
with a passion. I I was one of the early advocates of eliminating sharks from the planet. I uh, even ran temporary like, like for a short time. I was contemplating a presidential run with uh, Bradley Cooper, and I said, first thing I'm going to do is get rid of the sharks, uh, and then I'm going to blow up the moon. Those are my two big uh, agenda. And uh, everybody loved. It. I was I was really gaining in the polls, and uh, you know. But then I dropped out. I I realized I'd rather be on the radio than be president. It's more fun because I really don't know how to solve like a uh, a lot of problems. I mean, I pump tons of money into Ukraine and Israel, but uh, you know, after that, I don't know what else I'm going to do besides blow up the moon. And none of those other people know what to do either. Why is that yeah. your reason for stepping down? I just know I would have had a hard time with the female vote because I'm not that good looking. And uh, I knew <laughs> once I told women that once I blow up the moon, you wouldn't get your period anymore. It, it, you would be I would be like a hero to women. <laughs> they would love it <laughs> because believe it or not, the moon controls your period uh, through the, the oceans. Moon, the moon doesn't make it. Uh, come, you're yep. going to get a period anyway. You just won't no. know when without the moon. <laughs> Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> Women are like, I got to vote for this guy. He's going to get rid of my period. Now that's something I was to- thinking about your get rid of the sharks, too. You don't know what the sharks mean to the ecosystem and how important yeah. they are. I don't. I love not to know. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I, it turns out I'm right. Listen to this. There are more shark attacks going on than ever before uh, mom this is from the new york post mom has leg bitten off by shark and bleeds to death after saving oh. five-year-old daughter uh. i mean the the bottom line is a mom took her kid to mexico they went swimming off the coast of mexico the five-year-olds in the ocean I don't know. I don't even understand this story. I should probably read it because what's a five-year-old doing in the ocean? I mean, must be a good swimmer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to go fairly deep into the water. I, I would assume to get the sharks. To, you know what I mean? A young mother swimming off the coast of Mexico was killed while saving her five-year-old daughter from a shark, which bit off the woman's leg, causing her to bleed out on the beach. Yeah. A distressing video was shared on social media. I like somebody was like videoing it while it was happening. Instead of saving her. Yeah, right. Like, like, you know what? Throw your phone at the shark, you fuck. A distressing video was shared on social media over the weekend. You got, you know, all of us are looking for content on social media. Probably, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got a shark attack. I need to go viral. I'm sorry, lady. I mean, how many views am I going to get off of this? <laughs> A distressing video was shared on social media over the weekend showing the shark attack victim sprawled out on the sand in the town of Meliki, Meliki, Saturday, after being carried from the Pacific Ocean to safety by rescuers. Horrified bystanders could be heard shouting off camera, she's lost her leg. The woman was identified as 26-year-old Maria Fernandez Martinez Jimenez. Whoa. A former marine biology student at the University of Guadalajara. Did nobody know any kind of first aid? Nobody decided to try to tie off the leg? Listen, who knows? You know, you lose your whole leg. I don't know tying off anything. Yeah, you got to stop the bleeding, Howard. That's how you do nah. it. You tie off whatever's there. Good luck with that. I'm sure they that, did try. That saves people's lives all the time. Mm. 
Jimenez was in the ocean with her daughter when she apparently became aware of a shark in the water and rushed to boost the girl onto a floating play platform located 75 feet from shore. Wow. So what was a five-year-old doing 75 feet from shore? I don't understand it. But Taken out by the waves, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. The mom had just managed to get her five-year-old out of harm's way when the shark clamped its jaws around her leg near the hip. Oh, it was way higher. Oh, here up. you go. Maybe there was nothing to tie off. This, yeah, despite a quick response by rescuers, Jimenez died of blood loss from the massive wound. Her daughter escaped unharmed. Ay. But well, how do you live now knowing your mother died saving your life? Mm-hmm. Uh. And then here, Boston newlywed killed by shark while paddle boarding in the Bahamas. I think in the Bahamas they're getting more. Mexico, it's very rare to get a shark attack. But, uh, you know, they say, I think they say that it's from the global warming, that the waters are warming up and the sharks are coming inland more. No, is that correct? The ocean is cold, Howard. They, they're used to cold water. Yeah, but the temperature uh, is up. The temperature is up in the ocean. In other words, they're used to cold close water. as it is to shore. Wait a second. Now you're making me look bad, but <laughs> I think, again, I'm right. That, that What's happening is the minute. waters are warming. Okay. I heard uh, somebody quoting an expert as yeah. saying that these sharks sometimes mistake humans, not for food, but for, like, something dangerous. No. I'm going to read this to you so you can see that I'm right. According to the International Fund for Animal Welfare, climate change has contributed to rising sea temperatures, altered the ocean currents, and then leading to shifts in prey distribution. So they're coming inland looking for food. Well, sharks have to come in the wave distribution that's forcing them into shore. Well, no, the, the, it's not. It's not that the wave distribution is changing the food source, so they have to come in. They have to go close to the shore to get food. Right. Anyway, whatever. But here's the point. I don't want to go too into the weeds with it. But, I got you. I got yeah. you. But a, a newlywed from Boston was killed by a shark while vacationing in the Bahamas on Monday. I think. In the Bahamas, they're saying that a lot of shark attacks have increased. The 44-year-old woman was paddleboarding. I don't do anything in the ocean anymore. I know. I don't you do gave it. up the ocean years ago. Years ago. I gave up I gave up going in uh, ponds uh, years ago. Ponds? <laughs> ah, yeah, going ponds. In ponds? <laughs> I went up to, after I saw uh, Jaws, I, I went with my buddy uh, Lou to uh, Walden Pond. And uh, we both were afraid to go in. We we were like, we know this is ridiculous, but I gave up ponds right after Jaws. That movie fucked me up. I was in the ocean my entire life. I mean, I my parents would bring me to Jones Beach, Point Lookout. My whole day was in the ocean. Never thought about what was crawling around in there. Never thought about it. <laughs> Nobody cared. But after Jaws, forget it. I, t- I tell you. When I go down to Florida, I never go in the ocean anymore. I used to That's love it. That's why you have all your limbs. Yeah. Nobody has to tie me off. <laughs> 44-year-old woman was paddleboarding. By the way, I never paddleboard because you look like such a douche. It's so not masculine to paddleboard. I, thought, I think t- 
paddleboarding is cool. What? Yeah, well, you're it's a woman. only not cool when you don't have that balance. You know, when yeah. those people are on it and they, it seems effortless, that looks great. Isn't the paddleboard the thing like you stand on a surfboard with a, like a, a, a an oar? Yeah. Oh, you don't time. like that. We went over <laughs> my friend's house and he lived on, um, I guess it was an ocean he lived on. I don't know. Or, or, or the bay. He lived on the bay. So it was very calm. Uh-huh. And he was into paddle boarding and he asked us if we wanted to try it. And I went, no way I'm doing that in front of my wife because I'll probably fall off and look like a bird. Yeah, she it's got hard right to get on. up. It's, it's very yeah. difficult if you don't have like a low center of gravity or <laughs> some athletic ability. Yeah, I have. Well, I have two things against me: no athletic ability and zero center of gravity. <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm unusually tall too. So uh, you can imagine me like on a paddleboard, and my wife got right on it, and she was paddling all around and having some fun with it. But yeah, I've had, had people leave my house; they've never seen a paddleboard before, yeah. and they get on it and just sail off. <laughs> if I sail off on one of those things, I'll never get home again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to turn around. <laughs> uh, the 44-year-old, what do you want, Richard? I'm in the middle of something. Sorry, I just had a quick funny paddleboard story. When my wife and I were on our honeymoon in Hawaii, we were sitting on the beach. We watched a guy for about an hour and a half try to paddleboard. He got on about 30 times and kept falling off, and it was like the <laughs> Three Stooges. It was one of the funniest things. We just kept watching this guy for an hour yeah. and a half. And that's the thing. Like, you think no one's paying attention to you. Meanwhile, oh, everyone's looking at what a dweeb you are. Yeah, he I don't paddleboard. He was our entertainment. He was awesome. The 44-year-old woman. Thank you, Richard. It was an amazing story. Thank you. Richard thank Brown. you for interrupting. <laughs> yeah. The amazing part of that story is that Richard had a honeymoon. <laughs> he got a woman to marry him. This is a guy who never brushed his teeth. I'm convinced Richard's wife married him because, you know, he was sort of famous from our show. It's the only reason. I, 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 what else could really? it be? Yes. He's disgusting. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, But Sal's wife married him before he was ever on the show. <laughs> well, Sal's wife got duped. She got sold a bill of goods. He was a stockbroker. She thought, oh, here's an up-and-comer. He's going to be like Gordon Gecko in a couple of years. And then, <laughs> then he turned and out to be Sal. He's singing into my balls tomorrow. <laughs> Are we doing that tomorrow, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we I should promote meeting. that. Yeah. I oh, told my wife about it. I said, uh, her brothers listen to the show. And I said, her brothers love you and, um, you know, you and Sal when you do all these oh, stunts. It's, it's so fraternity. <laughs> it's such a frat boy kind of thing. But this one's going to be the most hardcore. These two dudes tomorrow, uh, Sal and Richard, are going to be naked, fully naked, with uh, microphones taped to their balls. Then they're going to 69. And I saw the dress rehearsal. It's crazy. Then they're going to 69 and sing the Christmas 69! carols into each other's balls. Uh, are they going to sing the same song? Maybe and, it's uh, cold yeah, outside. Yeah. Maybe it's cold outside. Okay. And then they're going to, um, they're not going to shower. Like, when's the last time you showered, Richard? Oh, let me think. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, someone, I think Saturday. <laughs> if Saturday. I'm lucky. Yeah. If I'm lucky it was Saturday. You don't he, know like, if it was for sure Saturday. Don't know. No. Sorry, Robin. <laughs> and what is it, Richard? Like, you don't get uncomfortable. Like, I get uncomfortable if I don't shower. Like, my armpits start to itch and my asshole starts to itch. You know what I mean? 
I feel fine. I mean, I used to go two weeks without it, so yeah. a few days is you know child's play. And you feel better. Like, gave up on sending signals. <laughs> they were big. Yeah. And Lord. even if you do something athletic and you sweat and stuff, you still won't shower, right? No. Uh, yeah, I right. still run and do all that mm, stuff when I yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. And your do wife you even doesn't change your underwear. No. Oh, and your no. wife doesn't make you shower, right? She's just so used to the stench. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I put on deodorant when I'm around her and stuff, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you mostly doing this deodorant be because that's where you sweat when you're working out. <laughs> that's a good point, Rob. So when Sal, when Sal is singing, you know, baby, it's cold outside into your balls. He's going to catch full on ass smell and ball smell and it's just everything, right? Oh, he's he's going to be singing. It's going to be hard to sing through the vomit that he's going to be doing. <laughs> he's going to be smelling raccoon chili. Mm. <laughs> oh, Who's yeah. going to be on their back in the 69? Me, Sal. Robin. He's the And, his, oh. and yeah, I saw during it. rehearsal, oh, God, his ass and balls were right in my face with jeans on, and I could smell it. So oh. uh, this is going to be a tough one. Sal, Richard said his ass was gamey last week. That was uh, last week. <laughs> it was. What was it? We what also, was the word he, used? Uh, he, he says that he's had this term the other yeah. day. Yeah. Gamey. It was, uh, it was moist and, uh, yeah. and had a game, wild game kind of smell to it. <laughs> so <laughs> moist. My balls got <laughs> mushrooms growing on them. Mm. And Sal, what are you doing to get back at Richard? Are you not showering as well? Not showering. Oh, Cock building cheese, up, building up the cheese in the pouch. <laughs> you know what you should Richard do? has to get his face down by my pouch in that area because I'm on my back. So Richard's got to get in there deep to get to my nuts. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should like shit and not even wipe. <laughs> oh, I got a few tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> All right, good for you. I'm gonna show him fighting, my cock. Fighting fire with fire. Battle of the stench. And Howard, we're taking this so serious. Like we're figuring out place wh where to put our lyric sheets and stuff. And I might have to tape Sal's lyrics uh, upside down on my belly so he can read them. And I'll probably have my lyrics in between his legs because we want to do a good job on the song, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, really? That's what we want to do. I'm going to throw up after three seconds. What is he talking about? <laughs> well, you, on the song? well, you fancy yourself a crooner. So you're going to be loving this. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of puking, uh, we purchased two puke buckets and extra trash bags of sal vomits. I don't think Richard will vomit, but Sal might. Well, I might. Richard has dry heaved a few times. Yeah, but he's sal never actually cheese. vomited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that cheese, man, I've had it on my upper lip when I when you had me do it to get to watch Metallica, and right. there it was an otherworldly smell. There's yeah. nothing like it. It. Right. I never smelled it. You know, I've smelled dead stuff, and this was even worse than what that. Is the, what is that cheese on your cock, actually, Sal? Do you know? Like, what is schmegma cheese made up of? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, Howard, but it builds up under the rim of the penis, and yeah. it just, it just grows in there from the foreskin and the, and the bacteria. Yeah. I'm going to bring some crackers for that cheese, too. Mmm. What? What did you say? Say it again. We didn't hear it. Oh. What did you say, Puppet? I'm going to bring some crackers for that cheese, too. Oh, mm. yeah. Sal's yeah. cock's like a charcuterie board. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing it's about like smegma cheese and, uh, you know, your, the, the head of your pe penis is a mucous membrane. They always have to be wet. 
you know, otherwise the skin would stick to it. Yeah. And so what it, that's what the smegma cheese is made of. <laughs> Here's what it what says. A description. <laughs> smegma is a combination. It's such a great word, smegma. Uh, the like someone said, there's this cheese on my dick. What can I call it? I'll call it schmegma. <laughs> that should uh, have been our, our band name, Howard. Schmegma. Schmegma is a combination of oils, skin cells, sweat, and other fluids. <laughs> yum, yum. I got all of those. <laughs> yeah. I love how right, boys. said it's moist. Get ready, Richard. It's moist. Yeah, it's like a farm like, in there. <laughs> Richard, just, just don't throw up on my dick. All right, just don't throw a whole. E- this is a whole I'll ecosystem in there. A greenhouse <laughs> on his dick. Anyway, getting back to this, the 44-year-old woman was paddle boarding with uh, a male relative about three quarters off a mile from the shore when the shark suddenly bit her around 11:15 a.m. in New Providence, Royal Bahamas. A lifeguard witnessed the attack from the beach. You know, I'd be like, "Fuck this, lifeguard!" I, if I was a lifeguard, I wouldn't jump in the water to save a woman who's being attacked by sharks. I wouldn't. I'd be the worst lifeguard ever. I took the Red You'd Cross. You'd be like that Jets quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Well, I quit." No, you can't quit now. You're still employed here. No, no, no. I quit right now. Just coincidentally, I quit during a shark attack. I wouldn't jump into a water of sharks. <laughs> The guard, listen to this. The guard brought back both, the guard brought both back to shore where CPR was administered to the woman. So he dragged not only the woman, but the male relative. Wow. What a brave dude. And strong. Yeah. He dragged these two paddle boarders. (laughs) Holy. I mean, I, I took the Red Cross um, lifeguard exam when I was at summer camp. And I was like 16 or something. And you had to swim across an entire lake and back. And you had to, yeah. you know, you had to do all the different breaststroke and all this. And I know I passed. Although I'm a shitty swimmer, I guess at the time I must have been decent. Now I'm horrible. I mean, I mean, I can swim, but, you know, it's it's like I, I almost knock myself out when I swim. Like I'm exhausted <laughs> after three seconds. People go, you know, it's a really good exercise. Jump in the pool and swim. And I go, no, that's not going to happen. I said, because I end up getting out of the pool all banged up and hurting because I'm using my arms wrong, my legs wrong. You know, they say oh, it has very little impact, low impact. It's a good exercise. No, not if you're well, if you're flailing around like a fucking like a maniac. You, you know, know what I mean? What water exercises for you. Yeah, that one where you stand up. Water aerobics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. That is, you're right. Or where you hold on to the side of the pool and then you kick. And flap your legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the guard jumped in the fucking water, saved the two of them. Oh, oh, she suffered serious injuries to the right side of her body, including her hip area and her upper limb. The woman was pronounced dead at the scene and her body was carried off the beach. Uh. The woman's identity wasn't immediately released. Oy vey. Boy, those shark teeth are very sharp. Oh, yeah. Witnesses told local outlets the woman had just gotten married. And that the man she was paddle boarding with was her groom. Mm. Wow. That's a horrible story. 
a jet ski operator from the shore said, a jet ski operator told the Nassau Guardian that he saw the attack from the shore. It was crazy because I watched them push out from the beach. They were laughing and talking. When he looked back, he only saw the man on the board. When I saw it was only guys standing on the board, I said, she must have fallen off. See what I mean? That's why I don't paddleboard. People are busy watching you. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to see, you know, I don't want people to see me failing at paddleboarding a wimpy sport like that, if you want to call it a sport. I tried to paddleboard. I fell off three times. That was the end. Yeah. You, you, you mean you were tired of being the laughing stock of the beach? That's right, because everybody yeah. at the house was looking out at me trying this paddleboard. When I want like a little kind of fun exercise, I'll go out my yard. I've got a little basketball hoop and I'll shoot and miss almost every one, but nobody sees except me. <laughs> then I walk in the house defeated. My wife goes, how'd you do? And I go, eh, I'm, let's just put it this way. I'm not going to be in the NBA. So you and Beth don't play basketball. No, Beth was a basketball player in high school. She probably beat my ass. I don't want. I don't <laughs> need that. Never done that. <laughs> uh, Andrew, the urologist, Doctor Andrew, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Long time, uh, first time. I uh, just cut to the chase. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, this whole thing with Sal and Richard. I mean, I don't understand for years listening to all the stuff going on urologically with uh, with Sal, particularly in his foreskin it's you know as a surgeon as a urology surgeon i used to work at, at uh, in, uh, in new york city uh at sloan kettering actually you know i i gotta be feel worried for sal long term about his health down there he's putting himself at risk for tons of bad stuff that can go on with the male organ uh related to his absolutely disgusting way he keeps up with his own hygiene just you know putting it out there as a public service announcement well, I agree with you. In other words, when when Sal builds up schmegamachis in his uh, peen pouch, what ends up happening is he gets like uh, irritated and rashes down there. So, but he does it for the show, I guess. I guess you know. I'm telling you though, Howard. It, you know, I as a urologist, I unfortunately have to remove penises sometimes for penile cancer, and literally there is mm. nobody that I have ever operated on who does not have exactly the history that Sal has. So wow. he's, gonna, he, he's really, he, I'm not, so, so, you know, circumcision, people do that religiously. People do it for hygiene reasons and certainly not advocating uh, for everybody to do that. Everybody does what they feel in life and so on. Um, but the, the, the value of circumcision is that you, it, it's, you know, it's a much cleaner environment down there um, and it's, it's easier to clean. So if you have foreskin, you, you got to know how to clean it. And if you build up that stuff for years, it is unequivocal. All studies point to this, that all the, the schmegma or the, uh, what, what's currently like, like, you know, referred to as schmegma, it's really just biologic accumulation of viruses, bacteria, um, mm. you know, different, uh, what's called, what's called epithelial tissue, what Robin was talking about, or, uh, it's just the shedding of layers of skin that build up in there that's never clean. And that stuff, the chronic irritation associated with that causes penile cancer, 100%. Mm. So, look, so you know, wait a second. I, I got to back you up, show. Dr. Andrew. I got to back you up. Yeah. So you have to remove some guy's dick sometimes if they get penis cancer? So, yeah. Uh, it, oh. it, you know, it's, it's a small part it's a small part of what we of, of, of what we do, a small part, and it's, it's a very rare thing. But it, you can think about 
penile cancer as um, as equivalent, the male equivalent to cervical cancer. Because you know what, I got to stop you for a second. Yeah. I didn't know there yeah. was such a thing as penile cancer. I thought. I thought the penis was immune from cancer for some reason. I had really? always hoped. Why yes. Why think that? Because I, I can't imagine my yeah. penis getting cancer. I mean, I'd be <laughs> I, like, oh, I'd be like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. How old are these guys? Yeah, I, I, are, they, are they young guys and they have no penis? You know, tip, now, typically, you know, typically they're older people who have had, um, let's say, oh. 30 years of, 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 of um, you know, you know, risk factor exposure. Um, a lot of people, you know, some people and young, young, young people can get it also if they get exposed to the wrong type of HPV bacteria. Um, mm. That's why. I mean, the funny thing, the funny thing is that you can prevent all of this now with uh, the HPV vaccine, not only for guys, for women, but for guys too. So. You know, it, it's 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 a very you know can, it's common in certain parts of the world where HPV is much more common than the U.S. or Canada. But um, you know, it, it's 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 a big problem and it's uh, emasculating. It's very frustrating for a lot of people. It damages relationships, damages people's sense of themselves. And well, you know, I'm telling you I, right I now, great. I'm telling you right now, Doc. Yeah. I I don't care. Remove the rest of me. Just leave my dick. <laughs> I would rather, if Funny I had penis stuff, cancer, huh? just remove the, my whole body and just be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a lot of guys feel the same way. A lot of guys feel the same way. Dr. Andrew, uh, Sal's wife's on the phone. Yes, uh, Mrs. Governale. What do you want to say to Dr. Andrew? Wait, doctor, let me just get this straight, all right? Cock cheese causes cancer, and then you cut his dick off? Is that right? Right. I'm telling you Hello? that if Long term, long term, long term. It, 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 it's a big. That's right, Mrs. Mrs. Governor. Oh that's God, right. This is such great news. Oh my God, I'm throwing out all our soap right now. This is Doctor. Thank you so much. Now l let me ask you a question. Would you remove my husband's dick even if he doesn't have the cancer? <laughs> Mrs. Governor, he can't do that. That's not ethical. I, she doesn't understand. Yeah, uh, can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, it's fu funny stuff for the show. But uh, you know, maybe you should uh, when, when when it's all uh, said and done, you should have a good wash. That's all I'm saying. You know, good man. All right, I, thanks for the advice. Speaking all of doctors, thank you, Doctor Andrew. Speaking of doctors, our favorite doctor, the best doctor, is Doctor Agus. I love this guy. I told you, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. He saved my life. They were going to start giving me chemo. Your hero. And Dr. Agus figured out, he goes, uh, your white blood cell count is all fucked up because you're eating fish. Go go get your mercury checked. Uh, oh, God. Is he say, my, did he say it just like that? That's an actual yeah. quote with the he had, belch and everything? <laughs> yeah, he, he had gas that day. <laughs> he, he was ashamed. But look, he's human, too. He went, <laughs> He went, you have to go get your mercury check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he, it's a true story. He's, uh, listen, he's helped me a bunch of times with my different medical issues. But the most serious one was when I had this, uh, terrible thing going on and they sent me over to Sloan Kettering. And I thought that was it. I figured I'm going. And, uh, then it turned out. All I had to do was cut back on how much fish I ate. I was my my mercury was at thirty three. But anyway, I'm just going to mention for my man that uh, you know he's got a new book out. He was on a while ago promoting the book. 
But um, I still think the book is something you could benefit from because I just finished reading it again for the second time. And, uh, you know, the smartest guy that ever lived was Albert Einstein. And uh, he said, this is a quote, look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. And the book is Animal Secrets, where they look at the animal king and they go, how come elephants are living so long? Why don't elephants get skin cancer? And this is what Einstein's talking about. The answers are here. You got to know where to look. So it's a deep dive into this stuff. It's fascinating. Uh, here's, here's a couple of things I got from the book. Uh, fish, fish don't get atrophy. You know why? Cause they're always moving. You don't see right. fish laying around. Laying around, they're in a, in water. So they gotta keep moving or they sink. Uh, this is, um, this is great. Pigeons, they're, they don't, they don't get senile because their brain is constantly stimulated because they recognize patterns. So you're saying, what good does this do me? I'm reading this book saying, I got to move more like a fish and I got to work on my, that's why I'm going to go back to playing chess because I got to stimulate my brain. Here's another one. Giraffes don't paddleboard. That's why they don't get eaten by sharks. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Like again, I'm again. I'm not doing a full explanation. You no, gotta read the book. You're just, you know, giving um, the highlights. Yeah, uh, chimps eat in a community. They don't eat alone. And what happens is, because they're in a community, the elders live longer because they, everyone. In other words, are the elder. You know what I mean. The elderly <laughs> are on their own. And the monkeys, they all, they all stay together. Um, oh, they, they, then they were talking about rhinos and their diet and the stuff they, and like they live a really long, they have increased fertility, but you got to know what they're eating. The book explains it all. And, but they're um, eating a rhino diet. That doesn't mean you should eat what the rhinos eat, does it? No, but there are certain things that they eat. Anyway, it turns out animals are smarter than humans. We're stupid. They instinctively know what to do and they do it. And they're do like bats are really smart. Bats. Because they value community also. And, uh, and the bats are healthier as a whole because they have this, this really tight knit community. You know what else none of these animals have? The ability to speak, which is what fucks up humans yeah because well you, you get don't that right. wind up saying horrible things to each other yeah you should be like a squirrel and stop talking so much <laughs> anyway uh dr agus great book it's uh called animal secrets nature's lessons for a long and happy life and uh they put it out on sale today so there you go I'm uh, I'm going to give him a plug because I enjoyed the book. I mean, I, and I it's actually out I don't today. Um, it's out today. Today's the day. It's a big day for him. Hey, Bubba, what up? Hey, Don Helen. Listen, after reading Doctor Agus's book, has that moved the needle with you at all in your decision of retiring? 
Oh, yeah. Well, I talked to him about it because he's saying yeah. that work is the ultimate brain stimulator, that once you slow down, you'll, if you stop working and I go to him, hey, man, I'll be perfectly happy just painting and stuff. I'm not going to be bored. And he goes, no, you don't understand. Work challenges you. And that's what you need. It's almost like you're tricking your body and brain into thinking you're younger. And I, I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't quit. This is crazy. He's telling me not to quit. And I got to listen to the guy. And he's studied the animals. He knows what he's doing. So saved my life. Right, so, fantastic. yeah, I'm stuck here. It's like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, no, he has influenced me. I, yeah. I, I try to get out and then he sucks me back in. What am I going to do? That's it. Jen, you're on the air. Oh, I know we've moved on past Alan Richard, but I'm very curious as to what Beth thought of that disgusting idea because I'm throwing up already and it hasn't even happened. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, Beth, is, <laughs> Beth is always like, like has this puzzled look on her face. Like, why is that good radio? Richard and Sal practically blowing each other. Uh, and I go, I said, you know what it's like, honey, whenever I tell her about these disgusting things that Sal's doing, I said, it, it's like, you're not a guy. It's like, it's a funny kind of like fraternity prank. It's that's gone awry. That's why guys like think it's fun. like we laugh when we see this. These shit. are the challenges, guys. Yeah. Yeah. My I think he would laugh. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's funny this time we were taking a walk and I said to Beth and I was like, not even going to tell her. And I said, you know what Richard and Sal are doing? And I said, like, they're going to, like, they're going to 69 each other while they sing Christmas carols with with, with a microphone taped to their balls. And I, th like, she didn't seem totally disgusted. Like, I think she saw the humor in it. Believe she? it or not. Okay. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'm worried about is is Sal being on his back and throwing up. Yeah, he could die. Oh, for sure going to be gagging. I mean, for sure, which makes me gag. But if he throws up and aspirates, what are we going to do? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Those two idiots, so they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Sal, what are you going to do if you aspirate? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll make for a greater bid, Howard. I hope yeah. that happens. <laughs> oh, you're crazy, yeah. man. Like, like Dr. Agus says, I'm challenging my mind right now. So this is what it's all about. Going to well, work, challenging what, if my you start mind. To, if you start to throw up, just like get up and throw up. You know, you what have I mean? to turn your head. You have to yeah. let it. Oh, out, I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump up. And, well, being that I'm going to be near Richard's ass, I'll just throw up in his asshole. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> Richard has oh, absorbed God. other things. That is true. Yeah. I'll pull taste. his cheeks. I'll pull his cheeks apart and just vomit. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have like a um, maybe we'll have like a medical technician standing by to help Sal if he vomits. <laughs> I actually have a CPR card, Howard, so Do I can you? try to help. Yeah. All right. I've went maybe you could course. give him. Maybe you could give him ass to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys uh, discuss this stuff with your wife that you guys are practically going to be blowing each other tomorrow? No. Yeah. As a matter of fact, right now I'm shitting in my pants and I'm being heard. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> my wife knows. Yeah, my wife gets a kick out of it. Yeah, she I just it. we love yeah. Sal. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank sure. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know somebody does. <laughs> you know what I think is going to happen? <laughs> you know what I think is going to happen tomorrow? I think what? because Richard's going to be on top, 
I think he's going to put his dick in your mouth, Sal. Oh, I, I hope not. Jeez. I don't know. You better that. not. I think so. I think he's going to slip and it's going to fall in your mouth and fly. You know what I mean, Richard? It could happen, right? It could. Uh, accidents um. happen, Howard. <laughs> right. Prepare for the worst. <laughs> we so. did that already in rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Prepare for the worst. Prepare for my balls in your mouth and my cum shooting up your nose. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any chance either one of you will get a boner? There's mm. always a chance, Howard. I got one right. now. Mm. <laughs> you can never rule that out. No. I wonder right. if um, they call that accidental insertion when, like, all of a sudden you slip and then your cock Oops. is in Sal's mouth. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Those are not. The, there's no such thing as an accident called accidental insertion. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give him an medical. I'm going to give him an accidental bite on the balls if that happens. <laughs> Is there such a I'm thing as about. accidental rape? Mm. Those big white sow teeth chomping down on my dick. I don't yeah. need that. <laughs> Richard, are you going to take a shit before you guys perform? Oh, yeah. I always do in the morning. Yep. Oh, mm. God. The coffee helps it right out. Mm. <laughs> What a Don't worry, mess. you'll get yours too, pal. You's get yours. I know. I know. Yeah. Pal's got a couple of tricks stink. up that pouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but what did you All think, right. Sal, hearing the doctor say that, you know, you could be risking your penis? Who gives a shit? I'm not using it for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you're on, on eBay, Robin. Frank, you're on the air. Frank, you're on the air. Frank, you're on the air in Virginia. Hey, hey, long, uh, long time first time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I was, uh, when I was about four years ago, my father had a real bad case of lymphoma and they found a growth on his dick at one point. They put him under to remove the little growth that was kind of in the middle of his dick. They ended up removing half of his penis and they let mm. me tell him once he woke up. Oh. Wow. Wow. Mm. Can they reattach any of it? Can they fix that? No, no, no. Reattach what? They took away half yeah. his dick. They took it away. They took it away, Richard, because something was wrong with that part of the penis. I know, but can't somebody like donate their wiener after they pass uh, away and then sew it on? Like Frank and Wiener? That needs it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure, no, Richard. <laughs> uh, Frank, how does that work? Like, like, so let's say the guy, your dad had a growth on his dick. Like, what half did they cut off? Like, uh, so, like I said, he had really bad lymphoma, and they did a scan and felt that, saw that there was a spot on his penis that they needed to check out. It was towards the top third of it. Uh, they put him under to remove it, and when they pulled off that part of it or cut back that part of it, they saw that it was spread throughout his entire penis. So they ended up taking it all the way down to the nub, basically. So all he had was a little hole to pee out of. Still had his balls. And uh, like I said, when he was under, they came out to let me know because I was in the waiting room, and I was the only family member there. So they let me tell him when he woke up. What so was his reaction? Did he start oh, crying? it was as bad as you could possibly think it was. Yeah, crying, oh. screaming, mm. came to, laughed about it for a second, ended up laughing about it. He passed about a year later, but still, pretty heavy moment. Jesus. This sorry is Christmas. The, sorry for the moment of yeah. silence. Like, I got Christmas, lost yeah. on that one. Christmas bummer here. Christmas horror stories. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas bummer. For, they left his balls. You guys hear that? That means he probably got horny, but uh, he had no dick. 
Oh, you so did talk about that. It was rough. The whole thing was terrible. Oh, poor guy. It's like you're gonna. What, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna take off my dick, clean up my balls too. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> take it all away. away. Take it away, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But I appreciate Jesus. everything you guys do. Been a, been a fan a long time. Used to jerk off the butt bongo back in the day. So thank you guys. Sure. We all did. All right, I have a question for this gentleman. <laughs> did they save the growth because he could send it to me? I want to make a stew. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nick, go ahead in Texas. This is Nick. Long time, second time caller. Uh, nice. Yet watched a 60 minute episode that was on this last weekend. It was about artificial intelligence, which I've been talking about uh, over the last few weeks. And it related to artificial intelligence ability to figure out nature. In other words, evolution as nature works together. So whether that's Sal's penis or how life is evolving without speaking animals and so forth. So I thought I'd call in and say, if you hadn't seen the 60 Minutes episode, it relates you know, well, to Well, that ties in with uh, Dr. Agus's book. The, the AI is going to be able to track animal patterns, and then we're going to know shit. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a worthwhile book. All right, Nick, thanks. Yeah. So anyway, you now when I read it, I was like, whoa. Could really learn a lot from animals. It's fucking makes sense. But yeah, you can learn a lot from everybody but us. Don't watch us. We fuck up <laughs> everything. Man, <laughs> you'll probably you'll you'll learn bad shit if you listen to us. These two <laughs> these two idiots are gonna like blow each other tomorrow on their show. You'll learn how to I'm grow cheese you, on your cock. <laughs> I don't even know how you come up with these things. Like. I, I, you know, like, why? Why would you oh, think Robin, oh, we're we going to sing into each other's balls? You should see how excited everybody gets. Yeah, oh, once something <laughs> like this happens, it's like everybody's, you know, going wild. I was, in a, ideas. I was in my regular Thursday meeting, and uh, Richard and Sal were like, hey, well, somebody said to me, Richard and Sal want to basically blow each other while singing into microphones, <laughs> and I went... That sounds fabulous. How like, soon like, these can guys, we get that on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, why do we have to wait till Christmas? <laughs> this has been in the works for a while. I mean, let's yep. get down to it. Oh, JD are... wants to get involved. He he's volunteered to hold our lyrics for us, and I think really? that, I think yeah, people want to come in and watch this too. I think we might have a little little crowd cheering us on. Yeah. Now we. It's funny too, like. At Sirius XM, there's this boardroom where all the, like, whenever the board of directors gets together, it's like this big, gorgeous room. And so Full we saw this room. New York City, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. And I think the board of Sirius XM gets together like once or twice a year to make big votes and decisions on the company. I don't know much about it, but it sits empty otherwise. So we said to the company, hey, do you mind if we have our writer meetings up in that boardroom where you got? And they Is were like, that oh, you where you go? Oh, That's yeah. where we go. That's where we go to have like Richard and Sal discuss how they're going to blow each other. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's like we go, hey, this is the boardroom where they make all the big decisions. Yeah. You're and so are I you. Mean, so are you. Yeah. The big well, yeah. show decisions. <laughs> yeah. The cock, the cock xylophone came out of that room. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of great stuff out of that room. Yeah. We had, uh, I'll tell you a funny story about the boardroom. 
So it's gorgeous, big mahogany table overlooking man, you know Manhattan. It's like it's like Times Square, full Times Square view right there. Yeah, it's it's kind of like where Gordon Gecko might have gone to take over the totally. world, you know, where you might plan big things like a, you plan an electric car or something like that. So. <laughs> Uh, a few days ago, we had a big, we called it the logistics meeting, which sounds impressive, but it was logistics to figure out how two guys singing into each other's balls, how it would have to be positioned and what would the logistics be for their, like the, to point the microphone into their mouth. Like we, uh, it, it was yeah. like hours of, of planning this stunt. We even and talked about God. what yeah. kind of tape we need to use to tape to our balls so it doesn't rip the hair off. And oh, it was all we, they planned everything right down to the m most minute oh, detail. There, uh, there yeah, was lighting, great about it. camera, lighting, camera. But what was the best about it is it's a glass room too, and you can see like the CEO Jennifer Witz walk by when you're you know what I mean. You know, it's all the top people at. You know, Scott Greenstein will walk by all the top people at, at Sirius XM and, and, and they think we're in there having an important meeting, you know, and it's like just a whole logistics Thank God meeting. They about, can't hear you. Yeah, right. And they're like, you know, boy, that Stern show, they were harder than any show around here, but hard, harder than Andy Cohn, harder than the Mad Dog channel, harder than anyone. And it, it, it looks like important shit's going on in there. And Howard, once in a while, like a priest from the Catholic channel will walk by or a, a monk like that. I've seen monks up there and it's like, if they only knew what we were meeting about in here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow, you know, you got to admire the dedication of that Stern crew. Uh, in fact, uh, in the meeting, we're bringing in a special microphone for this bit. We only used it once before when uh, Medicated Pete sang. Remember when Medicated Pete sang into his penis? Yeah, his yeah. own penis. That's we're get, we're getting those mics. We decided they to gotta go with get those. that out of storage, right? Yeah, <laughs> Time we got to use it again. We got to rent them. It's a you know, it's, it's a whole thing. It's it's, it's oh, really? in other words, this shit doesn't go down without a lot of thought. Well, there you go. It, this is ridiculous that that much thought has to go into something this silly. <laughs> It'll be worth it, Robin. Trust me. Yeah. Now you want to? You, you wanna, guys uh, could be sending rockets to space if you really used your brains. We only had a brain. <laughs> hey, look, it's Stephen A. Smith. What's up? You know, I had to come back real quick, Howard, to comment on this situation. I really want this to go down. These boys have to commit right here on your show right now. I want the real deal. None of this tip games, okay? I want him to suck his penis. You know what I'm saying? You got to suck the penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen A., uh, the idea is for them to uh, simulate that without actually sucking each other's penis. But I know Richard has slipped in the past and accidentally, like, mm -hmm. you, what, wasn't there a stunt? Uh, Richard, where your penis ended up in Sal's mouth? Uh, yeah, I think I was painting Sal's face. I think we were doing uh, Pictionary. Like, Pictionary, where it was like Pictionary or Dictionary. Some Pictionary with our dicks, and I, somehow I started painting his face, and, and oops, my no, wiener went no. into yeah. his mouth. No, <laughs> not, not this time. No, no, this is what I want, Howard. No pussy footing around, Richard. Suck Sal's penis to the tail. Clear <laughs> <laughs> uh, your eyes, full mouths, you can't lose. This is what the people want to see. Well, who knows? <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow, Stephen A. You know what I mean? But you're I you're right. The guys have to commit. They have to commit. They have to do it. They have to do it, Howard. I don't want nobody wants to see any pussy putting around and smelling that <laughs> cheese or whatever the hell you said it is. We want the whole thing. 
Right, Deep through right. his penis. That makes good <laughs> entertainment, good sports, and good porn, for Christ's sake. I want to see it my damn self. I can't take it. All right. Thanks, Stephen. There you go. Okay. Oh, another logistics thing, uh, Howard, is when we first tried it, when I was on all fours, my cock and balls, they were resting on like Sal's nose. So I had to get, we had to get sandbags that I can put my knees on to elevate me up a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I wondered yeah, if you were kneeling or lying. Uh, so you were kneeling on sandbags. I'm on all fours, like doing yeah. a, you know, a, not a push up, but a push up yeah. where I'd be on my knees. We have a rehearsal picture if they want to put it up, Robin. So you yeah, can, but, get a but, 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 but Richard. You, uh, in order to, uh, for Sal to sing into the microphone, you gotta get pretty close to his mouth with your balls. Oh, it'll, it'll still be close. And my balls are very dangly. I'm almost 50, Howard. So right. they're going to be way down there. Oh, they have like the camel's balls. Check? Did they do a sound check to make sure? <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure? I think <laughs> in the morning, I think before the show, we got to do a full sound check. And, uh, you know, our producer, Derek, he always gets stuck with this stuff. And it's just funny what, you know, what he has to go through to make all this stuff happen. So I thank think you I want to, I think I want to be there for the rehearsal. I mean, I, I think we should, uh, you know, we should, we should definitely let the audience hear the rehearsal. Tape everything. Right. <laughs> oh, we will. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. We're looking forward to that thank tomorrow. You, and uh, Good luck with the big stunt. Okay. Tomorrow that'll be happening right here. I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, uh, you know the name Robert Smigel. Robert's been on our show many, many times. He does that great bit, Triumph the Insult Dog, uh, that he originated on Conan. But uh, anyway, uh, Robert is holding that event again that is so great. It's an autism benefit. And uh, he was in touch with us, and he wanted to come on and do a little bit of um, triumph and promote it again. But we kind of ran out of time, and, you know, we needed some time to put it together. But anyway, I want to make sure I mention his event. It's called Night of Too Many Stars. And it takes place next Monday at the Beacon Theater in New York City. And here's his lineup. This is some show, and it benefits autism. Chris Rock. Adam Sandler. Amy Schumer, John Stewart, and a bunch of other great comedians. But that's just some of them. So that's if a you want to line up right there, that's enough for me. Visit nextforautism.org for tickets and donations. And uh, uh, Bob Smigel puts this together every year, and uh, I think it's great. He's uh, raised a lot of money for uh, helping autism. Uh, autism is a tough fucking thing. You know, mo nine times out of ten from what I, I don't know people. Well, I know some people with autism and they have mild autism. Most of my staff has mild autism, but, uh, <laughs> it's a requirement here. <laughs> it seems to be a, an epidemic uh, around the world, autism. And, you know, like 60 minutes every once in a while, we'll do a story on a child genius. You know, these kind of kids who can like do math on a college level when they're five years old and they're already in college. I, I was just watching this the other day. There was a compilation of all these geniuses and then there was one girl who could play piano and violin and she's already like better than Mozart. And then there was this dude, this kid who, uh, what, what, whatever. A lot of them have autism, but they have like great autism. Like they have superpowers from autism, but that's so few. Like that's. That's rare. You know, it's rare. It's rare. And most times you get autism, you end up like, uh, 
you know. Just well, like, today, really. because of things like what uh, Robert does, they have these occupational therapy protocols for people with, uh, you know, what they call on the spectrum. And they can potentiate whatever um, autism kids have, you know, if they get to them early enough. I have a friend whose child was born and and didn't have language and a lot of stuff. And they, you know, sort of resisted the the diagnosis because they didn't want to believe it. And then they finally got some help. And that child just got, you know, for first grade was normalized. Like he could go into a first grade class mm. with kids that didn't have his issues because of all the work they've done on him from the time he was in like a toddler. Yeah, I watched that show where uh, autistic people date each other. I like that show. Oh, yeah, you like that. I love it. But anyway, according to Autism Speaks, 136 children in the U.S. have autism. So it's pretty heavy thing. So Bob Smigel out there uh, fighting the good fight. So I just wanted to give him a plug for that. Yeah. Um, I got a million things to get to, including the second half of the flirty Gary uh, uh, phony phone call that was so disgusting. We heard from a lot of you. Uh, let me see if I got the fan mail here. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in about it. Uh, Piggy Gary, we're calling him. Monday, we played uh, part one. That was yesterday, the grossest phony call. Some are calling it the grossest phony phone call of all time. I agree. Yeah. I liked it. I I looked at it as like like cartoony. Like, uh, I can't even believe people eat each other's duty. But... Uh, Anyway, they do, though. See that the problem. A lot of fans were horrified, yet strangely delighted, kind of like me. <laughs> Howard, I really appreciate the warning uh, uh, to tune out of the grossest call ever. I've been listening to the show since 1996, and there have been at least two times I almost crashed my car because I had to hurl. Uh, thank God for the breakdown lane. Howard, after Fisty Gary, I knew enough to tune to Howard 101. That's right. We always have a backup channel. If I didn't want to be reintroduced to my breakfast this morning, so I tuned over and had success. Howard, Piggy Gary with the eater feeder was funny. When Gary is spitting out those rhymes, uh, it's just funny. Piggy Gary is the shit. There you go. Ha <laughs> ha. That interview Wolfie conducted with the feeder was discussing. I had to tap out. Wolfie is a sick individual. Well, Wolfie's just doing the interviews. He's not the sick guy. I don't know. I think this is his circle of friends. He's just tapping. It, it is weird that he finds all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Howard, I hung in there for Fisty Gary, Fist Fest, Ball Bash, uh, all of it. Um, but my Lord, when Dirk, when Dirk started describing the eaters, I, I tuned out. So we did lose some listeners too. Yeah. Um, Howard Dirk said that 75% of people would object to the behavior of the SCAT community. I think society is in trouble if 25% find it acceptable. Good point. <laughs> I'm listening to Gary's phony phone call right now. I have two questions. How do I get vomit out of my rug? And can God give me ear cancer now? Um, speaking of vomiting, Jeff, the vomit guy heard Robin was feeling queasy when she Aww. heard the phony phone call. And he mentioned to Wolfie that he'd like to help Robin get sick. <laughs> and uh, here he is. This is what he says. Hey, Robin, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly okay to vomit. You, you get really a sense of relief when you, when you vomit. And it's like being able to get all that stuff 
inside of you, bringing it up, and it's almost like an orgasm in a way. Jeff, if Robin is getting sick tomorrow, what are you willing to do to help her? If I was there alive with her in person, I would uh, uh, use my two fingers to you know, uh, stroke her tongue and and just have a bring it bring it all bring it up all over, you know, and uh, get it out as quick and as uh, quick and as smooth as possible. You know, I do consider myself to be a bit of a vomit coach, you know, my forte in life. How does the thought of Robin getting queasy and sick make you feel? It gets me excited. Yeah, so you still have it, Robin. Uh, he loves you. Another one of your uh, amazing... Jeez, uh, uh, how many guys admire you? There's so many. My strange admirer. Yeah. By the way, Jeff, current, Jeff the vomit guy currently has 25 pigeons living in his apartment, that small apartment. So, Oh, can't wait to get over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't come up with a book about what's great about pigeons, though. Uh, no, he didn't. But actually, uh, Dr. Regis' book did have something on pigeons. Yes, uh, about, it said pigeons yeah. that don't get uh, senile. Something because like they're constantly seeing patterns and... You know, all yeah. of that stuff. One fan wrote me about uh, the the phone call yesterday and this dude who eats duty. Howard, I don't believe this guy was for real, but there's a lot of... I went on Etsy and there's a lot of accessories for shit eaters. I found a uh, rim chair. Uh, 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 uh. I found a rim chair that's currently sitting in 14 people's carts. At least oh, it's on sale. they haven't bought it yet? Still no, considering? They're, they're, they're saving up for it. <laughs> Not everyone has a tremendous wealth like you, Rob. <laughs> anyway, here's the ad for it. Here's a guy sitting on a rim chair. So you see it's legit. Wow. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Very fit guy. Yeah, very fit. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this phone call that Flirty Gary made with the guy who eats duty, um, or he, he makes the duty that He's people eat. He's a feeder, eat. not He's an a feeder. eater anymore. I broke it down into two parts because I figured the audience needed a mental health break. I'll play you part two, but be warned, it's probably grosser than part one. So here I we go. I can't believe it could <clears throat> get grosser. It, it is. This is part two of Piggy Gary Calls a Feeder. <laughs> but I again, I find it very funny when Gary starts rhyming to this guy I, I and, and how tickled I'd this guy is. Gary saves me with his comic relief. There you go. Okay. I know this sounds crazy, but would you be willing to shit on a plantain for me? On a plantain? <laughs> I love me some plantains. Mm, I mean, I've shit on a bread, made a sandwich, so it'd be probably about the same thing, right? You made a shit sandwich? Absolutely. Ooh, fuck, that's hot. Tell me more. Took a big steamy dump bread on top of some wonder bread, fed to my pig. Ooh, fuck, that's hot. You put an economist in that? Ketchup. Mm, any lettuce? Yep. Baggy lettuce and turds, pig. Fuck. How big was it? I mean, we're talking like bigger than a Jimmy Jones sub. Shit. That's not me reacting to what you just said. I just really want to eat your shit. Well, I'll fill you up, pig. Don't worry about that. Can we role play a little bit? Yeah. Let's pretend you're Willy Wonka and I just got a golden ticket to your chocolate factory. And by chocolate factory, I mean your asshole. 
I'm Willy Wonka, and you want the brown ticket pig. I want to swim down your chocolate river with my mouth wide open. You can call me Augustus Poop. Well, I'd have to take a lot of X-Lax and give you that chocolate chocolate river pig. That flow right in your throat. Sounds like you want to choke on it. Uh-oh, I feel another song coming on. Come and listen to my story about how I love shit. <laughs> I got a little taste, I can't get enough of it. If you pinch a runny low, I'll consider it food. So pop a little squat and give me that crude feces, that is. Man dog, ass tea. Oh, shit, Daddy. Teach this little shit pig how to oink. Come on, if you're a true pig, you know how to oink. Teach me how to oink. <laughs> like that? There you go. Come on. A little bit more. Come on. Tell me how bad you want that fucking shit, huh? I want that shit. I want that shit so bad. <laughs> there you go, Give me pig. a shit. Give me a shit. More Get shit. Fuck over your pig. Get your mouth in my fucking hole. Say, sue to hear what it sounds like when you shit. Okay. Pretend you're shitting. Eat it up, pig. Mm, Fuck yeah. Mm, mm, that's some good shit. Oh, mm, oh my god. Mm, I'm your shit. Oh yeah, you're sucking on my whole good pig. Mm, that's delicious. Fuck yeah. Eat that shit, pig. Mm, yeah, eat mm, that shit, pig. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking swallow mm, it. Mm, mm. Clean plate club. There you go. Chew it up, swallow it down, pig. Chew it up, swallow it down. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm getting close. Clean close, pig. I'm, yeah, I'm stroking pig. that shit. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, keep on going. Stroke that cock while you might shit, pig. Ski, ski, Yeah. Ah, boy. That's a good pig. Anyway, I gotta go. I got a hot one in the chamber, and it's almost lunchtime. All right, Peg, we'll have to make this happen. I hope I get to take a whack at eating the stuff that comes out of your crack. <laughs> you will get a whack. It was really cool talking about your stool. Thanks, man. See you later, defecator. <laughs> All right, Peg. In a while, I'll eat your shit pile. We can get together whenever you're ready, Peg. Whenever you're ready, get all my fucking logs. Hasta la feces, baby. Well, I gotta run. Let's make this happen. Brown voyage. <laughs> a river turgy. I don't know how to respond to that one, pig. And just to be clear, I'm not gay or anything. Okay, well, you don't have to be in the guise to see shit. Fair enough. Turtaloo. Take care. Piggy G out. Bye-bye. There you go. That's it. That's uh. the whole thing. You heard it. That was crazy. Sally in Florida, how are you? Hey. Hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. Hi, my Fred. Uh, hi, Howard. Hi, Robin. Robin, hi. you're such a lady, and thank you so much for <laughs> adding that other side of everything to the right. show. Yeah, you um, need that balance. So beautiful and intelligent. <laughs> I always wondered if you think that the song Ophelia by the Luminaires is about you. It is. We know that. Of course it is. Of course. Uh, Rob, of yeah. course it is. Every song <laughs> with the word Robin. Ophelia in it is about Robin. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, Sally, I got to go. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Mm. She likes having your female point of view on this very male show. She likes 
<laughs> Sometimes I'd like to uh, be like that quarterback on the Jets and say, no, I don't want to do it today, but I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that phone call is crazy. But yeah. by the way, Wolfie uh, knows Dirk. He interviewed him and he said that uh, after speaking with Gary, yeah. He was rock hard that Gary turned oh, him on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. I thought yeah. all that frivolity would uh, turn him off, but... No, he, he loved it. Uh... No, he loved Gary. And Gary, Gary was doing some great acting. I don't know <laughs> if he made the 100, but <clears throat> man, when he started talking like his mouth was full... <laughs> <laughs> He's very good I at that. like, Wow. <laughs> Howard, the, the funny thing is, every one of these guys calls me afterward and they want Gary's number to continue it because they think that he's yeah. fun and flirtatious. Yeah. And then that's the weird, awkward part where I, I don't know what to tell them. Like, oh, no, it's not going to work out. But they all dig him. It, it always works out that way. Yeah, it's a weird thing with Gary. Like, his real personality isn't so winning. But when he's that character, <laughs> he seems to like it, like lots of dates. Like, and I know what Gary means. Like, you probably think, oh, th this flirty Gary is such an asshole with all of his dumb, you know, jokes and corny jokes. And yet he wins over women, men, everyone with, the, with this personality. Nobody has rejected him. Nobody has rejected him. Have you ever considered Gary like becoming flirty Gary in real life? And, and, uh, because it turns out if you're just kind of, weird on the phone people like it more yeah i mean it, it appears that it, um if you're an asshole to somebody but charmingly they will be friends with you <laughs> yeah. but i'll tell you a guy called the wrap-up show yesterday i think he thought he was offending me and he said you know do you uh, how do you feel that somewhere somebody's jerking off to this and i said hey man i'm happy to be anybody's hero i'll take the one <laughs> right what when you were acting during that thing like you were eating the guy's doo-doo you, 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 it almost sounded like your mouth was full. Were you just, uh, yeah. were you putting something no, in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put your finger in there. Wow. I actually, Dan. you know what? I learned that from, I learned that from Fred. Fred used to right. put a pen in his mouth. So I, I learned from the best. <laughs> was that an ad lib? You know, you just thought of that at the moment? No, it wasn't, it, we, I, you know, we, he wanted me to eat. I needed to sound like I was eating. I can't fake it. <laughs> That's, uh, That's great, Gary. Daniel De Delabate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a talent. He's a talent. So this guy <laughs> that Gary was talking to was really turned on, huh? Yeah, a absolutely. Like I said, this is probably the, I think maybe the fourth time that's happened that these guys call afterward and like, you know, let's take this to the next level. Right. <laughs> they always want to connect. <laughs> Boy, right. Gary, uh, suppose somebody someday says, you know, I know that guy wants me. I got to go find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Listen, I, I corresponded with a serial killer, so I can handle anything. Oh. <laughs> You've heard Gary. of Brad Pitt. This is a Brad shit. He, uh, he's a <laughs> new character that Gary plays. Speaking of Gary, one more thing that, uh, you know, is crazy. And Gary, I told Gary, yeah, this is just, it's so unbelievable. You know, I always think it's kind of in fun that Michael Rappaport, the famous actor, is like so angry with Gary and so, you know, always like calling him a monkey and all this kind of stuff because they're in fantasy football together. And, right. you know, uh, Rappaport's approach is to humiliate everyone. But uh, I guess Mike Rappaport has a podcast. Do I have this right, Gary? Is this where he did this? That um, he and his partner on the podcast 
uh, I guess his partner saw you in a restaurant, and this triggered a whole uh, bashing of Gary Delabate, like it was just out of control. Did you hear it? I did. I did, and I, I was I was surprised. I don't know his partner from a hole in the wall, but I guess I was in L.A., and I met his partner and his family at a restaurant. I was very nice to them. My reward was this shitty podcast. Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, this guy's name is Dean, and Dean works with Michael Rappaport, and they just pile. I understand why Rappaport piles on you because of this fantasy football, but what's Dean's beef with you? He was like, like, like calling you a monkey and everything. It was outrageous. It's outrageous. I was like, wait a second. This guy I can't mean, make fun of Gary. I think Dean is like a hostage. You know what I mean? Like he's, he'll, you know, he's, he's somehow moderately famous for being on, uh, Rapport's podcast. Doesn't want to fuck that up. So he'll just do what Rapport tells him to do is my guess. I don't know the guy. All right. Here's, uh, here's Dean and Mike Rapport from their podcast. It was really like a spectacle to see him in person. It's like, whoa, you're supposed to be in a cage right now. And you're out like walking amongst other people. Like, like he's, he's the monkey and, and it's like, whoa, like seeing him just like getting lunch like regular people do, like eating sushi, which is crazy to me because it's like you're supposed to be eating bananas. You're supposed to be eating like, I don't know, like dry food or whatever they whatever they feed you. And he's, he's I'm introducing him to my dad and my sister and he's very polite. But you also have to keep in mind. Yes, he's polite. Yes, he's very nice in the moment. But at any point he could snap and he could attack. Yeah, it's shocking. It's, it's shocking, shocking to see him, to see him in public. And a lot of people, they're like, oh, that's a person. But the people in the yeah. know are like, they're always like a little leery. Like any, anything could happen. Don't get too close to it. You could laugh all you want, Gorilla. You can, right. you can, you know, have your fucking California roll in the sushi restaurant all you want. They train them to drive cars and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, but, <laughs> but you'll always be a dirty, stinky, shit lipped, Bad breath, rotten tongue, vicious fucking gorilla. Boy. So can I ask Some a question? In the world. Who, who, is, who is this podcast for? Like, <laughs> like for who's me, listening to this? Like, know. say you're a fan of, if you're a fan of Michael, but you don't, like, know he's on the show. Like, aren't you confused by it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But the, why is this guy Dean so angry with you? Although it was I don't a funny takedown. I mean, he goes, yeah, he goes, he's supposed to be eating bananas and he's there eating sushi. <laughs> 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 Rappaport's a funny guy. He, uh, I guess, I don't know what he did, but he, um, I think on Sunday night he won fantasy football against Gary. So uh. instead of calling Gary, because Gary won't pick up on him, he calls up JD and he, he, he threatened to like, uh, ass rape or something JD. If he because doesn't Gary bring... won? <laughs> no, because Michael beat Gary. <laughs> it's crazy thinking. Wow. Um, you'd think he'd take it up with Gary directly, but he left JD two voicemails about it. And the first one, he threatened yet again to fuck JD in the ass. What did you have to do with this, JD? <laughs> he was texting me Sunday, all Sunday, that he wants the world to know that he beat Gary. <laughs> <laughs> in fantasy football and if i didn't let the world know this if i didn't put this out to the show that he was gonna rape me so that's basically oh, the wow. voicemail <laughs> <laughs> what do you do you never pick up on him right you oh, just I let was him... asleep it was like 10 o'clock at night on sunday uh you know i had worked and we had to wake up early i was asleep 
All right, here's a JD's voicemail that he woke up to. Hey, JD, I mutilated that monkey. I fucked that gorilla in the ass. And if you don't talk about it on the show, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. How's that work? You see? I banged that big tooth ape right in the keister. All right? Real nice, real proper. You better make sure that the world knows or I'm going to come bang you in the keister. It's simple fucking mathematics. All right? You better make sure the world knows what I did to that gorilla or I'm coming after you. I'm not I'm not a sports guy and I'm not in any fantasy leagues but uh, is this the fantasy these rape fantasies uh what is going on here <laughs> Harold, here's the here's the craziest thing there was you know he was beating me pretty badly on Sunday and it looked it looked like he was going to win but there was still a game left last night he only won by like four and a half points I almost beat him like he had already released all of this and he hadn't won yet wow you could have won yeah, that would yeah. have been the best. It would have been the best. I mean, he's, you know, but I don't know why, like, getting me on all fours and fucking me in my ass is, like, I, I don't want to, like, I didn't, when we, when we started doing the league, I didn't say, if well, I lose, you get to do that. It's, it's fantasy football. This is, it's a fantasy. So this is his fantasy. But well, Katie, I think that in some way, shit talking is part of the deal in fantasy. No. Oh, oh. So you have no idea. We're on this text chain and I ignore him, ignore him. And it makes him fucking nuts. And, you know, he'll say stuff and then he'll go, you fucking monkey. You don't even fucking answer me. How fucking dare you? And I just don't answer him. It makes him crazy. Well, you know what else made him crazy? He yelled at JD for sleeping through his message. He's like making fun of him for sleeping for work. Listen to this. Well, what are you sleeping? He's sleeping. Uh, um, you need your fucking, you, you, you need fucking beauty sleep, motherfucker. You need your, you need all the fucking beauty sleep you can get. <laughs> Call me back. Call I woke up to that. I woke up to that message. <laughs> I like call me back. Imagine you, you get a message like that. back after a message like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> call me back. And wow. I, have to, I, have to, I face him this week in fantasy. So we'll see how Uh-oh. that goes. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. That's you what's going on in fantasy football. Ready. No, my, yeah. my keister's already lubed and ready. Yeah, Can b- I say bend something over, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we went to the, um, the fantasy football draft, uh, in, in September, early September. And, um, and I saw Rapport there and he was like looking to mix it up a little bit, but then we didn't. And then we, we chatted and, and like, I can never figure out what's real and what's not. At one point, you know, he moved into my area and we kind of kicked around the idea of having dinner. And I came home and Mary goes, are you out of your fucking mind? We're not having dinner with that idiot. I'm right. Like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he can't insult you, then have a nice dinner and then. Right. Oh, you, you know like, what he'll make of the dinner. He'll, you know, right. have another exactly. di- diatribe about how he ate with the monkey. Exactly. Right. And he saw him eating real food and it's really yeah. disgraceful. <laughs> I, I'm out of the I, car I, in. Yeah. To quote JD, I'm out of the Michael Rappaport business. Well, isn't it true? As long as we're, we're doing Chris. true confessions, uh, you you stopped having the staff to your house because of Michael Rappaport, right? I would say that's fair. Yeah, I would say that's fair, dude. I used to, you know, I would have people we come come to the house, and I would like, you know, run around for a couple of days. Like it didn't seem like a lot, but I was like buying all sorts of liquor, getting ice, getting food, and then Rappaport came and tore it up, and I was like, 
you know, what the fuck do you do? And then he had us to a restaurant one year. I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure he got a comp somehow. And, right. uh, and you know, he doesn't put any effort into it. So I was like, fuck it. Why would I, you know, the first year was like, uh, the second year I was like, what am I putting all this work in for that idiot? All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Gary announcing uh, he's done having the staff over. Ah, little miss can't be wrong. The spin doctors at WNBC. Everybody loves the spin doctors. And yeah, we'll be here all day giving away tissue boxes at WNBC. I love this song. I know. It's a great song. Great lyrics. Great story behind this song. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I think about taking it. He came on our show, uh, Chris, the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, and we took him over to Scores at the time, the number one strip club. And uh, partied with him for an entire afternoon. And uh, the, the smile on his face, he was so happy. I didn't witness that. No, you weren't I with I let us. you guys go on your own that day. Yeah. We were unsupervised. <laughs> I remember the the ladies who worked. They were very excited to see him. Uh, you know, he was all over MTV at that point. Yeah. They were in the height of their fame, the Spin Doctors. And uh, nice guy, Chris. Chris Barron. Love this song too because when he when he laid it out for us, he wrote it about his stepmother who was uh, he. What did he call her? He called her a malignant narcissist. Uh, Chris has said he's unsure if his stepmom ever heard the song Last time he saw her was before he moved out of the house And she followed him through the house No, she followed him through the house screaming You're going to die in a gutter as he left And so uh, what did he do? Whatever great musician does Wrote a song about her Little Miss Can't Be Wrong And, and and when Chris first put it out, it got the people thought it was about an ex girlfriend, and they thought he was misogynistic because they assumed it was you know kind of like oh you you know like a guy typical guy going little miss can't be wrong. But then he was happy when people realized it was about his stepmother, and then it was like oh okay cool. <laughs> little miss, little miss, you in touch with him at all, Chris Byron, Gary? Yeah, from time to time. From time to time. Yeah, you know. The, you know, his uh, his stepmother, a couple of years ago, wrote an, uh, an article kind of <laughs> responding to the whole song. And her whole rap yeah. was that she was, you know, the second wife to someone who had like an 18-year-old petulant teenager. And how right. she did everything she could to try to appease him. And, you know, that he was just a pain in the ass. Right. Well, yeah, there's two. You know what? It would be great if she. Sides. Yeah. It'd be great if she wrote a song about Chris. <laughs> and uh, Chris even said it's ironic that their two biggest songs were these upbeat, happy-sounding songs, despite the fact that they were about, you know, really dark subjects. Yeah. Uh, what was the other big one? It was uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and... Two... Uh, two, two Princes. Uh, two two princes. princes, that's it. Very good. Two Princes. What was Two Princes about? Was that like a... I always thought it was like a triangle. Coming at you, WN, ABC. 
Don't forget to listen to I Miss in the Morning. Quack, quack. And uh, a little bit of the Did you ever you say that? <laughs> I think I was forced to. Probably did. I don't know. I don't remember. I blocked out that <laughs> oh, period of my life. So <laughs> I'm sure they were like, we got, pig virus must have been like, we got to have a synergy between you and I, Mr. I'm a, and he's the big star. And you got to, you know, you got to get accepted by, I go, if he's the big star, why do I have the higher ratings? I'm the big star. <laughs> why, you arrogant narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I, for some reason, I had to be the nice guy. Anyway, all all water under the bridge. Everything turned out fine. Everything turned out fine. Let's say yeah, uh, everybody won. <laughs> everybody wins in the end. That's it. Our, it all. By the way, everything is stupid because we all die anyway. None of it matters. <laughs> RJ, you're on the air, Massachusetts. Howard, hey now, how you doing, sir? Hey now. Listen, I was listening to you last week. I was hearing you talk about, you know, kids who go to school for communications to be in the radio and TV and broadcasting. I got to tell you, man, I go to school in Worcester, Massachusetts, Worcester State University. I'm taking up communications over there. Uh, lifelong dreams to be on TV or radio. Shortlisted heroes are you, David Letterman, Colin O'Brien. And I got to tell you, with everybody having like podcasts and YouTube channels and these live streams online, I don't know what I'm going to college for to break into the industry when everybody just does it at home. That's what my dad used to say to me. He goes, what are you going to school of communications? What are they going to teach you? You should be in acting class and voice lessons if you're going to be on the radio. <laughs> and I said, yeah, well, you sound like Dracula. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I tell you, RJ, I hate to give you advice because, uh, I mean. I got to tell you, that's what I'm calling for. Yeah, well, it's weird because you're not wrong. I mean, uh, it seems to me, I guess there are still professional broadcasters out there. Like, there are still some news organizations. and But, you know, my old man was right in the end, really. Uh, the people who. I don't know what's going on in radio anymore. It's it's all these podcasts and people broadcasting out of their house. It's not the same industry anymore. It's like the film industry. It's like the music industry. Everything's changed and young people are figuring it out. I think, I don't know what to tell you. What do they teach over there in Worcester? Uh, it's a lot of video editing. Um, I'm taking a script writing class, which is really fun. Um, what's frustrating to me is that I feel like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to. In high school, I had like a little Kate Blackford show that you know, was live on TV. I did radio stations in college at WSU. I'm applying for internships right now at a few stations around here. Um, I don't know. I'm just really trying not to feel like this is a dead end right now because I took a break yeah. from college during COVID. I didn't want to do the whole Zoom University situation. And, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive about it all. It just, you know, very funny. Sounds to me I like you're doing like all the right things. things. You're out. Listen, RJ, I don't want to do a whole seminar here, but. Uh, it sounds to me like you're doing all the right things. You're volunteering at radio stations. You're uh, trying your hand at a bunch of different things. You're learning how to video edit and all that. And you become a. Are you interested in the weather? Meteorology is a good uh, no. way to. Uh, you don't want to be. Wait, I got to disagree with Robin. I love her. But really? 
You don't want to be the weather you person. Want me to be the weather uh, man? The, the, that's like the least valuable <laughs> human being on the planet. Weatherman. Yeah, weatherman. Everyone's I'm getting for the weather people. Are you kidding? Yeah. You get the weather on the internet now. No one's looking for weather. <laughs> You're not lying. Every morning I tune in for the weather. RJ, you're doing all the right things. You know, if you got the burning passion to be on the air, I mean, you're you're doing it. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I got to hang out. But an class or two would help yeah. as well. Your dad was right about that. He was probably right. I should have taken some acting classes. I might have I might have <laughs> gone somewhere in this business. RJ, thank you. I'm sorry I hung up on you, but I I don't know. I'm too exhausted to give you an answer. I don't know the answer. All I know is I got two guys working for me who are going to be singing into each other's balls. If that's what you and want for your go future. To college, see? No. <laughs> Those morons uh, knew better than the guys. I don't think college would have taken either one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I hired them. So maybe practice singing into each other's balls. What can I tell you? But I mean, I mean, I do know guys still in radio. Kid Chris is in radio. Uh, of course, uh, our pal Bubba the Love Sponge is still in radio and uh, Booker's in radio. Chris Booker out in LA. They're still in regular radio. There are jobs, but it's tough. I got to tell you, some of these guys have been around a long time. They can't get paid. It's hard. It's hard making a living now. It was always hard making and a your, living in radio. Your audience has so many options it's not like it used to be where there are 12 stations in a community and you're stuck in your car and this is the thing you get to choose from now you yeah. can have all kinds of podcasts and streams and even the radio and serious and you know there's a lot of competition bub is one of the most talented guys i know and he delivers for uber eats on the side I think he sleeps in his studio. <laughs> yeah, he, he sleeps. In he built his studio. Now he sleeps in it. It's, it doubles as his house. Uh, so you know, call him. He'll tell you. He'll scare the fuck out of you. But poor Bubba. But uh, he's but out he's there got doing that it. Racetrack. Uh, you know, he's he, got the racetrack. He race tried track. the sideline thing. I don't yeah. know how that's working out. The sideline deal. He's got that. <laughs> right. But, uh, oh yeah. So what was I going to tell you? A couple of real quick things and then I'm going to bring the guys in because, uh, we're going to clean out some of the computer. It's always fun. They got a bunch okay. of good stuff. Um, one of my favorite shows on Amazon Prime, a uh, Reacher, Reacher starring like Jack Reacher. Show? I love it. And, uh, Amazon already announced they're coming back with season two and season three. That I love about Amazon. They're like committing. I'm, I know a lot of people who like that show. I cannot get into Reacher. The, the good-looking dude who plays Jack Reacher, do you know he was on American Idol? What? He was, yeah, he was a contestant on American Idol, and in fact, he's so good-looking. No idea. Paul Abdul had major hots for the dude, and uh, you know he was singing to her, and she, he, he came over to her. You know how some contestants go right, and they start right. acting romantic yeah. and everything. She liked it. I saw a clip online from that. Jack huh. Reacher. I don't know the, the dude's name who plays Jack Reacher, but I recognize him from uh, the, uh, what's the name of that show where uh, there's Hawk and Dove, it's DC Comics, oh, and he played yes. Hawk. Oh, yes, he was, that, that, that was, he was the one with all of the, um, you it know, was, it was, Batman. Robin. It was a spinoff of Batman, because Robin yeah. was now the leader of the group, and there was Hawk and I Dove, know. and I never knew what they did. Yeah, Titans. Titans, right. Titans. Okay. Yeah. 
except fight with each other? Uh, here's something the guys told me that I didn't know, and I think it's worth passing on to our listeners. That when you go in for like to uh, like the hospital, supposedly, you know, there are medical students there who are, you know, learning their craft and they're allowed to perform rectal and prostate exams on you when you're unconscious. What? <laughs> that's what the guy get, get that's what the guys told me. Here. That's what they said. They said like you could be laying there unconscious and they can stick their finger up your ass, but uh, I might need to that move to Pennsylvania. That can't be true. It's, you know, that, they well, would have to say that in the release you signed. Well, according to this, in Pennsylvania, they just passed a law requiring doctors to get a patient's verbal and written consent before they can put a finger in their, in your ass. I just, well, that's I, what I'm saying. That should be the law. Well, if but you it's not. Sue. It's not. You're allowed to get a finger in your ass. According to this, these guys, sometimes the clauses in fine print and all the papers you need to sign, to sign. But who actually reads that? When I go to the doctor and I just sign everything they give me, I never read it. Are you kidding? I make the doctor write down exactly what he's going to do. Really? Yeah, we mm. make an agreement. Wow, <laughs> it's good only for you. in this little place where you write that you can do. I just sign everything they want me to sign. Also, I uh, haven't checked in with Cardi B last. Uh, the last time we checked in with Cardi B, we heard a clip on her social media. She was ranting about a ghost that wanted to fuck her in her yes, house. She said yeah. there was a ghost in her house. And here's another interesting clip. She she She's like yelling at her haters by bragging about what a good pussy she has. And she thinks like maybe they're jealous of her good pussy. I thought this was interesting. I'm a fucking bad bitch, pretty face, popping ass body, little fucking feet, fucking good pussy, pretty ass fucking kids. This pussy made pretty ass kids. I don't even fucking come out the house to perform if it's not a million dollars and up. I cannot, I don't have to ask this bitch. I don't know why fucking God put me in this position, bitch. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Is it because I rap better than you bitches? Because my pussy's better than you bitches? Because I dress better than you bitches? I don't fucking know why the fuck it is, bitch. But y'all need to fucking take that up with God, bitch. All you bitches can suck my dick together. Y'all need, y'all bitches need to huddle. Huddle like y'all fucking playing fucking football and suck my dick at the same time. Y'all be on my pussy so much. One of y'all gotta eat my pussy. The other one gotta finger pop it. At the same time, because all you bitches is on my pussy. Damn, bitch, give my man some space. Y'all bitches want me dead, but that'll be never, bitch. Osama Bin Laden gonna have to blow my plane, bitch. Because I ain't stopping for none of you fucking bitches. Bye. There you go. I mean, she's angry, wow. you know. I had Cardi B on. Got her in her case. <laughs> I guess people say nasty things to her, which they tend to do on social media. But she uh, she clapped back at them. And thought <laughs> I'd play that for you. But I, I'm just laughing because we had Cardi B on the show years ago. And I don't know who I had in here. I had the Queen of England in here. She wasn't talking yeah, about a pussy or anything. she was very quiet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. She was just like, yeah, I enjoy my musical career. And I was like, <laughs> which? Very, very excited and happy. <laughs> I want to get that Cardi B in here. The one with the little yeah, feet and the no great pussy. pussy. Talk yeah, and, nothing. You know, nothing. Huh. I heard a, a woman very serious about her musical career. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. She says, um, I had little feet. 
that's yeah, that's a big deal, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> is her pussy really that much better than the average How pussy? How does she know? She knows. She's very confident. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. Absolutely. Was there a survey taken? How do? How was it taken? Cyril, you're on the air in New York. Hey, Howard. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. All right. Well, there you go. That's a proper response. Well, it's true. Okay. It's true. You're here. Go ahead, Cyril. <laughs> hey, uh, Howard. Uh, we're a nonprofit foundation, and we'd like to name our next school after you. What do you mean you want to name a school after me? Like a legit school? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We This is the second school we're working on. And we want to call it the Howard Stern School for Girls. Where's your school? <laughs> oh, please. It's in Bangalore, India. Oh, in India. Yeah, they don't know me <laughs> there. That's fine. get away with it there. <laughs> Over in India, they're like, yeah, Howard Stern. Uh, Howard Stern School for great Girls. Man. Sounds good. Great man. Yeah, great yeah. man. Great man. Wonderful man. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? You are like... All right. This is silly. I'm not, I'm not going to entertain yeah. that. Don't name a school after me. Are you crazy? When I raised that money for the school in the uh, Sudan refugee camp for the Eritreans, they were like, we want to name the school after you. I said, no, 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 no. Oh. And that can only come back to haunt me. Red Lobster is losing money uh, from the all-you-can-eat shrimp. Well, first of all, there's got to be, I mean, it is so, these, my father, God rest his soul, used to always say, he went to the Chinese buffet with my mother. And he said, you, you should see what's doing there. These people like animals. They're up three, four plates of food. Yes, we go to the Chinese buffet. And and, and, and they, they come up there. They, they eat. And then they have another. We have one plate. We have one plate. <laughs> That's it. Whatever's on that plate, I eat. And I'm done. And then I go up and get my dessert. He has uh, ice cream he likes. It's not ice cream I eat. My father would go nuts. He was just like, people are so abusive of the all-you-can-eat buffet. And it's true. It's like it's like they're trying to get them to go out of business. And so evidently, Red Lobster offers free shrimp. Or, you know, or all yeah, you they can have shrimp. a shrimp uh, promotional season or something. How is there enough shrimp in the ocean to keep this going? I mean, people just eat tremendous amounts of shrimp. and f I mean, it's... God, the, the earth is so plentiful. How is it we haven't run out of these things? Good Lord. Somebody else did the planning, that's how. There's a website called Mental Floss. They say you have to consume three pounds of shrimp, but that would be about 100 pieces of shrimp. To break even on your investment in Red Lobster. In other words, really? you'd have to eat a, yeah. It's insane, but they're, but evidently they're losing money. Like, here, I'll read this to you. The restaurant chain How is reporting. How they lose money at that? The restaurant, because people are chazers. You know what a chazer is? is people <laughs> just can't stop eating. The restaurant chain is reporting an $11 million quarterly operating loss. Thanks to its ultimate endless shrimp deal. $20 for all you can eat shrimp. I said it was a stupid idea. People are gross. All you can eat is, for some people, it's like a dare. They see it as like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Now they're in one of those competitions. They're going to yeah. win. 
They're going to go in there looking to make the place go bankrupt. And, and who is this guy that you guys gave me tape of? I don't understand. He's a TikToker. His name is Wang Dang. Wayne Dang. And uh, here he is eating red lobster endless shrimp. Who is this guy, J.D.? He's just some food, some food vlogger who goes around to like different restaurants and stuff and, uh, and tries all the different meals and, and food at different places. And of course, you know, when a big event like, uh, endless shrimp at Red Lobster happens, he has to be there to try it all out. Here it is. Right. Today, we're going to Red Lobster trying their all-you-can-eat shrimp deal. Let's go. Starting off, we got the grilled shrimp skewers. Like you can see, look at these beautiful shrimp, nice and plump, grilled perfectly. Cheers, guys. Next, we got the shrimp linguine alfredo. I mean, take a look at all that shrimp and the sauce covering it. Ooh, got a good little bite. Cheers, guys. And not only that, we also got the garlic shrimp scampi over here. And as you see this, so it looks like, oh, man, that garlic sauce covering all over. You know what it is? It, as I'm listening to this, people see, oh, garlic shrimp, shrimp scampi. They see, they see you know, shrimp pot. Parmesan, and instead of saying, you know what I'll do, I'm going to take a scoop of one of these things, and I'll get some vegetables, and that'll be it. That'll be my meal. In other words, I've got all these choices, yeah. but they see this as like I got to try every fucking thing, uh, right, JD? Yes. Well, that's what the, that's what a lot of these, you know. Besides this guy, there's a whole bunch of other food vloggers out there, uh, you know, who have to try everything to let people know what is good and what's not. I saw one guy; he took a competitive eater. To, uh, to the Red Lobster thing and they ate out the place basically. So that's why oh, they're losing one of the those money. guys who's really good at eating everything. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, high pitch Eric used to go to these <laughs> all you can eat buffets. 50 and, uh, meals. Yeah. 50 meals. They, they had to throw them out. They could, they, 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 he was like, no, I well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. That's not what it's about. You can't have anything decent anymore. People have to ruin it. Hi, this is High Pitcher, Eric, with an eating tip. When you're at a Chinese buffet, don't leave them. Let me do that again. When you're at an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, don't let them tell you when to leave. If they give you shit, tell them to fuck off. Unless they post a time limit, you can stay whenever the fuck you want. If I want to stay there until lunch, till dinner, I am going to. I'm going to get my money's worth. You uh, fucks. I vey. You see what I mean? His money. Money's worth. That's the state's money's worth. Right. His money's. His money. <laughs> <laughs> besides the shrimp, you get two sides with the with your meal at Red Lobster. Yeah, but you, by the oh way, boy. and how nice you go there. Yeah, you get a nice helping of shrimp. You get two sides. You get a dessert. That's it. You Stop those, eating. You get those and biscuits. The, the restaurant is saying we appreciate your business, so we're having this little promotion to give you something extra, and people abuse it. You get biscuits too, JD. Oh yeah, they have the best biscuits of any restaurant. Uh, oh. It's like these cheddar sort of biscuit things. They're really good. Well, guess what? They're not going to be around much longer because everyone's <laughs> making them lose money. Well, do you they, know they, they were putting in these self serve uh, checkout stands in a lot of different places? Yeah. They've had to rip them all out because people were stealing so much. <laughs> This is High Pitch Eric with an eating tip. Always make sure you take a shit before you go to the buffet. That's a real amateur move. To go to the buffet when you're having shit, you gotta make room. Yeah, I remember Wolfie interviewed uh, P. 
people at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Remember what this? What is the most unhygienic oh, yeah. thing you've ever seen one of the customers here do? Throw up and go back to eat. So someone was eating, vomited, and then continued to eat. Yep, they caught their food on the plate, they emptied their plate, and then they went back and started eating again. <laughs> so gross. But anyway, Red Lobster having problems. Uh, Red well, Lobster. You cured me. I there's a this little Asian buffet place near where I live. I always yeah. just drive by, so I can't go in there because I can't imagine what's going on. People shitting and vomiting, <laughs> going back and filling up. Really? Oh, my parents when they would go to that Chinese buffet. My parents at one point would go out to eat every night. My mother retired from cooking. That was her big line. Oh. I'm retired. And they would go out one night a week. It was the Chinese buffet they'd go to. And my, it would set my father off every time watching people eat at the Chinese buffet. They, they think it's like the food. Like, like they never saw food before. <laughs> <laughs> like, but why did he go to a place that would irritate him so much? Why would he stop? every every place irritated my dad. <laughs> They would go to this place, um, like, like one of their places that was the Chinese buffet, let's say on Monday. Then Tuesday uh -huh. would be Scotty's in Rockville Center, where Scotty's was this great restaurant. And the guy who ran it, this guy Scotty, he was like an older guy and he was so welcoming. I went once in a while with my parents. I never liked going out to eat with them. It was a nightmare, but the whole ride to Scotty's, my father would complain. He goes, eh, this Scotty. Every restaurant bothered him. He goes, this Scotty, I go there at 5 o'clock to eat my dinner. And he stares, he wants to talk to me. He he likes to talk to us, but we're just there to eat. It's like, he comes over, he's telling me about his children, he's telling me about the... I just want to eat my meal. I go, Dad, Scotty's just, yeah, I saw, I, I saw Scott. Scotty was just like coming. He was like, he was a Scottish dude. You know, he had that charming Scottish oh. accent. He go, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Stan, good to see ya. <laughs> my father would get, his face would turn red. He was just burning because like, he didn't want anyone bothering him. And he loved Scotty's. He loved the restaurant. He goes, he is an excellent restaurateur. The only problem I have, he will shut up. <laughs> Your father wow. doesn't, he doesn't like all this chit-chat. I don't need to talk about his children. I got my own children. I don't talk <laughs> about my children. Well, why do I have to get insulted? <laughs> He's showing me pictures of his children. I don't, uh. I don't even carry a picture of my children. <laughs> we don't. I don't have any pictures of you and your sister. <laughs> Like, I get knocked in the head. Wow. Oh, my God. So it was like the Chinese and the Chinese buffet. Every time I go there, you should see what these people are eating. And one guy comes up with two plates. Sit down and finish what's on your plate and then get another plate. <laughs> I mean, he would just lecture. And, and it wasn't wrong. It just he was so aggravated. Oh. There it, it had to be other places in the world that would not aggravate him, but he would get stuck in a place and that's where he'd go. My father was just aggravated by stupid people, you know, like, and, and, and I get it. I mean, it is, it's maddening. Like, you, you think they would uh, see, they can't even finish what's on their plate. 
But it was such agita to go to dinner with them because my father would get worked up in the car driving over. Yeah, he's already anticipating a bad time. So why not turn around and go home? Oh, no. Uh, 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 at Scotty, they make wonderful fish. I have the same thing. And he'd have the same thing at every the same restaurant. Thing. Yeah. I have the wonderful, uh, they makes wonderful halibut. And I enjoy, he likes that. He gets that every time. That's right. So, if, if Scotty will come over, he's not telling me the specials. I don't care about that. <sighs> So I would go with him once in a while, and then Scotty would come over to the table. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be shaking because I knew Scotty. And, and this <laughs> would nice you man, order a special. <laughs> Scotty was the nicest fucking guy. Like he was charming, and it was the charm of the restaurant. And yeah. it was sort of sweet. And he liked my parents because they were good customers. I don't need personality. Ah, uh, I'm not looking for conversation. I just want to sit down and. He told me every, told me his whole life story. Dad, just, you know, just. What? <laughs> I'm kidding with this. But head. would you dare order a special? Because that aggravated your father too. No, I just, I, I knew what I was. Special. No, I know my father. <laughs> I would shit my pants rather than make a bad, if you disordered wrong or anything, you went nuts. Order your, your, your appetizer first and then order your. Meanwhile, when my mother met my father, my father was so poor, he had never been to a restaurant before. Yeah, yeah. So she had to teach him, like, not to eat with his feet, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, you know, all of a sudden he became, like, a whole expert. Now that's why he's I think, an expert, yes. Yeah. It, that, it, that's why he became very uptight in front of the waiter and stuff, because he, you know, he, he felt he wanted to do things right at the restaurant. It was important to him. But there was this, these five or six restaurants they would go to repeatedly. And each one had something wrong. And my father became a whole expert on restaurants. Like, it's like she plucked my father out of the forest. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, when she first started bringing, he would try to eat the menu. Like, he thought that was something you ate, you know. But then, 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 then he became, and then he became him. sort he of sophisticated. Yeah, wild. <laughs> and he, then he became sort of sophisticated. <laughs> now he's telling everybody else how to do it. Yeah, he's eating with his pinky out, you know. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? People, people, people. People who need people are the most unlucky people <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Hi, Margaret. You're on the air in Virginia. Hey, Howard. It is great to talk to you. Thank you. Are you there? Oh, sorry. Um, so I'm listening to the discussion about all you can eat, and I can't even tell you how much I agree with you. When I was first married and living here in Virginia Beach with my husband, who was in the military, I would watch people pile their plates with so much food. It was falling off. Yeah. And then eat, gorging themselves is one thing, but then they would have half of it thrown away because they wouldn't finish it. And right. the grannies, and then the grannies are putting the dinner rolls in their pocketbook so they can bring them home. I can't, I cannot deal and with it. it. And it's, it's, it's and it's, it's so fine. sad because if they went to a regular restaurant, they'd get a portion, they'd eat it. They see all you can eat and they just, they want to, they want, they want something for nothing. You know what I mean? They're such, it's they're awful. so gross. It's such animals that go to these buffets. They can't control themselves. They, in other words, and, here's, and they don't. They don't realize they're going to ruin it. If that thing goes out of business, there's no more all you can eat. Uh, why, do they, why do they even 
think that they can do this and it'll stay in business. Travis, you're on the air in uh, Texas. Hey, Howard. Yeah, I used to work at uh, Red Lobster back in the 90s when I was 16. They had the all-you-could-eat crab legs. Um, it was like it was pretty grotesque. They would have guys come in and eat like 17 pounds, and they'd take a Polaroid and put their their picture up on the wall. Um, yeah. I think they did a study that showed that like the the crab uh, population took like a huge hit because of that whole Darden yeah. restaurant like uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't imagine that our oceans aren't running out of uh, of, of seafood. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Kelly, you're on the air in Missouri. Hey, Howard. Uh, I'm calling in about the red lobster in the shrimp. So I went to dinner with my girlfriends a few years back and didn't realize I was walking into an endless shrimp eating contest. I mean, I showed up looking like a normal person and they're in stretchy pants with a trophy ready to just throw down. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed. They had rules. You had to eat your salad, two biscuits, a side, and then you had to keep your shrimp tails so that you could count how many you ate at the end. It was just animalistic. Like, <laughs> I bowed out at 63 and I'm the fat friend. Like, they went to like 140. It was absolutely disgusting. Unbelievable, Kelly. Unbelievable. You know, do you remember when Wendy, the slow adult, she oh. she ate so much at the all-you-can-eat buffet that she threw up in the parking lot? That was the yeah. greatest. I wish I yeah. had that clip. Wow. Unbelievable. It's Jerry, you're on the air in New York. Anyway, enough with all you can eat. Uh, yeah, Jerry, what's up in New York? Hey, morning, King. Me and my wife was watching, I think it was the morning show, Sunday morning. And they had Bradley morning. Cooper on there. You were interviewing oh, Bradley. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're, uh, they had a picture of that painting you gave him, and my wife really enjoyed it. She said, man, he's a really good painter. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I said to Bradley, when you do all your interviews from your home, just put my painting behind you and you'll be a big hit. And uh, there you go. It's uh, it's yeah, something Yeah, it looks really good. She was surprised. You. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, you know, listen, I'm busy painting away. I'm a, He's I'm a, a slouch. He really works slouch. at it. How dare you be so surprised that I'm a sensitive <laughs> man and a sensitive painter. Yeah, calm down. Speaking of the arts, I just do want to mention that my uh, lead guitarist from my band, Tuchus, Steve Nowicki, had a huge honor the other night. Uh, Steve oh, yeah? Nowicki, yeah, he performed with the 90s rock band Dinosaur Jr. You remember Dinosaur Jr. Feel the pain. I do. Yeah, of course. This was a big hit. You remember. And we played this in K-Rock all the time. Dinosaur Jr. coming at you. Quack, quack, up the Good song. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dinosaur Jr. They needed somehow, a guitarist. No, I, I don't. He was like a guest guitarist, Steve Nowicki. Oh. Steve, how did it all come about? How did you end up playing with Dinosaur Jr.? They played at. I don't know where were they. Where it, did you uh, guys perform? Where the uh, music music hall of Williamsburg? Williamsburg in Brooklyn. No. Yeah, yeah, out in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Why do you always say no, Robin, when I say something I like thought it was Williamsburg, Virginia. I thought he went out of town. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be at work. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. So what happened? How did you hook up with Dinosaur Jr.? 
So Jay Maskus is a huge fan of yours. He's been listening to the show forever, and he's heard me. He's a huge fan of Tukus, too. So he was doing this show in Brooklyn, and he's like, he'd love to have me come on for a couple songs. And, you know, he was asking about Tukus. He's like, are you guys going to go on tour and stuff? Do you have enough songs for an album? He was really, really pumped about it. I was actually going to ask him to produce the album because uh, we're almost at the point where we have uh, an album's worth of material, which is going to be exciting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We write every day. You you should see. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, so Steve got to play with Dinosaur Jr. Let's see. uh, You did uh, what you do? Mountain Man? Yeah, the song Mountain Man off their first album. It was Jay's idea. And it's it's like the perfect song for me because the whole thing is just fucking... Just all shred fucking thrash like it rules. And were they impressed with you? I mean, uh, is uh, do I, uh, you know, am I going to lose you to uh, Dinosaur Jr.? No, no. This is like when Eddie Van Halen, you know, he was always with Van Halen, but he recorded with Michael Jackson. He recorded the Beat It solo. This yeah. is like my Beat It solo, but I am exclusive <laughs> to Tukus. All right. Here Beyond is uh, Steve Nowicki doing Mountain Man with uh, with uh, Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> smoke coming out of it it was so crazy why because you had it so loud yeah i had it cranked as fucking loud and then on top of that jay was like put a tube screamer pedal on too so it's complete fucking distortion what uh why do you do you think you're eddie van halen i saw the tape of you playing and uh, you have your back to the audience eddie van halen but if i'm there i'd want to see you playing why did you put your back to the audience i knew why eddie did Eddie did it because he didn't want other guitar players stealing his uh, his special tapping technique. But why are you putting your back to the audience? I was only doing it at the start because there's a synchronized part at the start of it. So I wanted to watch the drummer to get that little section. Ah. Ah, there you go. Dinosaur wow. Jr. Steve <laughs> Nowicki. Look at that. Well, anyway, there you go. That, jeez, I wish I could do that. I wish, I wish I you could play guitar. You don't want to be in a band. I would if I could, if I had any talent. Not you, be. Steve. Oh, oh, Steve, no. <laughs> I take Tukus very seriously. Tukus is my band. It's my musical outlet. And I, we will play a show. I, at some point, uh, it'll happen. Okay. Right. I'm convinced <laughs> of it. I'm thinking of going out on the road. We'll see. It's a lot on me. I'm the lead singer and uh, it's a lot uh, yeah. of, it's, uh, I got to do most of the heavy lifting. So, what's your schedule going to be? You know, we were talking about schedules with Sammy, and you know how many days in a row they're going to work. What's your schedule going to be? Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. Probably like once, once a, a year. Month? Once a year. <laughs> once a That's year. about all I get in. Yeah, I'll need to recover after that. Uh, Todd, you're on the air in North Carolina. What's on your mind? Hey, Howard. How you doing? Uh, first time, long time. Listen, uh, I had to chime in about the. Uh, uh, the buffets, the the one that Wolfie went to in Pennsylvania, the the biggest one there. Uh, they literally they had to put in special plumbing in this place because people would shit themselves, and they <laughs> went into the bathroom, would flush it down the toilet, and then 
you know, go, keep going back and keep on eating. So they literally had to go in and modify what they had working in that place. It was unbelievable. I mean, can you imagine that, that a restaurant has to put in a special toilet because people are shitting and eating so much? I mean, it's disgusting. It's like it's like like farm animals. Uh, what is it, Wolfie? What do you add to this? That uh, that buffet restaurant, I would see people like eat, go into the bathroom, shit for twenty minutes, come back, and then just keep eating. I don't know if you remember, but I sat in that bathroom for two hours just to mm. record the sounds because it was so yeah. insane. I do remember. It was crazy. You, and then sometimes there'd be like piles of shit in the toilet. Oh my God. Yeah. They, they, they the, uh, the janitor told me they'd find shit on the walls. Like people, just <laughs> animals in there. <laughs> oh, I do have that cliff. This is disgusting, guys. But, uh, nevertheless, here you go. That's Wolfie in there. Uh, recording people going to the bathroom at the buffet. This isn't his noises. No. <clears throat> I like the guys who always go, <clears throat> like they clear their throat. <laughs> and I do that sometimes when I'm at like a public bathroom. At like, it's kind of like signaling people, hey, please don't bang on my stall. Like I'm in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause some people don't, some people just start pushing on the door to try to get in. So I'll go like, <clears throat> yep. <laughs> That's all real, right? I mean, you're not, you didn't augment this. All, all real. Ugh. So gross. <laughs> I could see these people. <laughs> How long were you in that bathroom? Two hours. <laughs> oh, it must have smelled. <laughs> All that buffet coming out of their ass. I had to break and it up. And then I love the flush at the end, you know, like, <laughs> now we've got to flush this all away. Yeah, like, like, like the pipes can handle that. Yeah, Michael, you're on the air in Florida. Hey, Howard, first time, long time. Um, I used to perform on a cruise ship and they had to do a couple of things to sort of mitigate, like, people absolutely destroying the pipes and also, like, not you know, making the vessel run out of food and shit. So, like, they would take away the trays after, like, two days at sea. And then uh, I guess they put in a lot of oil into the diet, and so people would be shitting, like, shrapnel. And, like, it was all super just loose and awful, and it was it was, it was was really terrible. Uh, you really How do they handle shit on a cruise ship? I guess it goes right into the ocean. I mean, no wonder the oceans are all polluted. Right? Yeah. I mean... Those buffets on a cruise ship, they, they have midnight buffet. Like they, like they need. Yeah, at midnight, yeah. they're still telling people, go ahead and eat oh, all it, you want. It's all day. Like you want it, you got it. Like room service. Uh, and you're trapped on a boat. So gross. Like, uh, I don't understand people who like to go on cruises. I know people in my life who love cruises and I'm like, what do you like about being trapped on a boat with a bunch of people? You there can't was get a off. cruise. That was supposed to last more than a year. You know, most of them are 10 days or whatever, or four days. But they were going to go around the world in all these different ports. And I think it was maybe three years. And people were paying thousands and thousands of dollars to be on that ship. I was like, why would you want to be on it for years? 
Because you have no life. Oh. Uh, Gary in Missouri, you're on the air. Hey, Howard. Um, there's this, uh, buffet, there's this uh, buffet place where I live called Golden Corral. Do you believe it or not? He's called Cattle Trough. But uh, my wife and I went there a few years back, and this guy, he would go get nothing but a full plate of corn, and then he would eat it and go get another one. I probably watched him eat eight, nine plates of just corn. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy what a weirdo. Thing you ever seen. I know. Have a good day, man. Yeah, later. Yeah. I didn't know the Golden Corral was a buffet place. I've seen those signs, but I've never been in. You and I should just go to a big buffet and like just watch people. <laughs> It'll be, we'd have so much material, you know what I mean? Oh, we just sit there. Oh, goodness. I mean, like you just look over and you see some guy just loading his plate with corn and then loading it again and loading yeah. it. Like, you know, like, yeah, all I eat is corn. <laughs> I love the corn here. I only eat the corn. I'm a very picky eater. There's like 900 things on that buffet. He's loading his plate up with corn. Weirdo. People are strange. I don't know. I, you know, I hate to say it. I'm normal. I, I'm going to go to a buffet. I take a little plate and eat it. And that's it. And I get a dessert. I, I need to point out to you again. Normal is what everybody does. No. Then I'm abnormal. You're not normal. Mm. Hey, Alex, in New Jersey. What's up? Hey, now. Hey, now. How, Howard, how are you, man? Uh, man, it's so good to be on. Um, I was watching that new Penn Teller show, Fool Us, and uh, yeah. the host, Brooke Burke, was on there. I haven't thought of her in years. I used to, I mean, whack mm. off her when I was a kid. I saw her now. It looks like she, she aged in reverse. She's unbelievable. What does that mean? She looks good? Yeah, I can't believe she looks like she got better. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Brooke Burke, I, I believe, was a Playboy playmate. And then she married the guy from Baywatch, Michael Charvet. And, uh, but then they got a divorce. I think, now, I could be wrong about all this, but this is my recollection. I mean, you know, I'm taking random calls here, so I'm trying to remember. But, uh, I think after the divorce, I, she went like exercise crazy. I see her on the internet all the time. Yeah. She's like an exer exercise maniac. Like she has clips like uh, where she's in kind of like a bathing suit looking thing. And this is what I do for my buttocks. And this is, you know, she's she's reinvented herself some sort of exercise lady. You know what I mean? But uh, I actually met her once years ago. I was out in California. And Ralph had a friend. Who used to call into the show, you know, the guy who served overseas in Afghanistan, oh, that guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But he knew Brooke Burke, and she hung with us by the pool, and she was very attractive. She was really, you know, like, I don't know how old she was, but I guess it was during her Playboy years. And she was really, really good looking. I remember, like, her sitting by the pool, and I'm like, wow, she's pretty fucking hot. Yeah, she, she did that, that travel show on E! with uh, When you were big on E!, she would do that show. So I'd watch you, and I'd watch her, and it, it was a good... uh was a good one-two punch. Nice-looking girl. She had no real interest in me. I mean, as most women don't. But uh, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll find one that does have some interest. But she didn't seem to be too interested in me. And But I don't know. What is she, like a host or something? Yeah, she hosts a show now with Penn and & Teller. And uh, I don't know. She looked, I mean, I, I saw one episode last night. She looked uh, a little out of her element. But still, I mean, she's so hot. You just kind of look past that. Well, they're smart. You get a hot chick to host these things and, you know. Guys will tune in just because we like to look at hot chicks. We don't even care about magic. Exactly. I watch exactly. that Penn and Teller show sometimes. It's pretty good. Penn and Teller sit there, and a magician will come on and do a trick, and they and their objective is to 
not be fooled. In other words, they prove how the guy does the trick. And oh yeah, everyone. Yeah, but every once in a while, a guy come on and stumps them. But it's a lot to sit through in order to, you know. I just want to, say, you know what? In a way, I just want to be mystified. I don't necessarily want to yeah, know how they do. I it. don't want to know how the trick was done. Who cares? And by the way, Penn and Teller should know how to do the trick. They're professional magicians. I mean, that's right. They, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, how, what do you mean, fool Penn and Teller? I mean, that's pretty difficult to do. Those guys are pretty successful. Yeah, she yeah. actually yeah. revealed to me how they do it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Hey, Howard, before you let me go, I was curious. You got anything in that uh, storage that I could possibly have? You know what? I, I want to get to a couple of things here. So if I start going through that, it's going to take all morning. So, uh, Jason, quick, anything real quick whatever. for this guy? Jason, anything real quick? Give him some piece of garbage from my storage you've been. Hey, See, it just takes too long. What do you got? You should know, have that list gotta, ready I gotta, to I go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you got? And see, it turns into a whole fucking bit. Okay, I'm, Hold on. I'm getting some stuff right here now. Um, Archie Comics presents the official Soupy Sales comic book. Do you want that, Howard? Do you want it to keep that? Is Archie the- Comics presents the official Soupy Sales comic book? Yes, I guess Archie Comics made a very special Soupy Sales edition of the comic book that you have on. In your uh, archive, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know if I want to part with that. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> I might want to look at. I give him something else. So let me hold on to that. Oh my goodness! Uh, this is why this place never gets empty. <laughs> That's what I mean. I can't get rid of this shit because okay. all of a sudden it sounds intriguing to me. Go ahead. Here's here's a legit piece of garbage we have. All right. It is a menu from a bagel place. Uh, I don't yeah. even know if the bagel place still exists, so I won't say the name. But it's, it's a bagel place. And the reason we kept the, the menu is because they have a sandwich on there called the Howard Stern. All right. Um, give it to and, you. Alex, you it. just won a menu <laughs> from a bagel place that says Howard Stern, okay? There you okay. go. There's your prize. Get, hold on. We'll get that right out to you. Imagine, imagine we're holding on to that. Uh, by the way, I do have could, a note here. Next you could tell, time. by the way, that guy didn't even want that. He, uh, you're going to have a hard time he's getting his address. With his yeah. junk. Uh, <laughs> I told you it's junk. We got a storage bin, fu- a, a warehouse full of shit that people saved. I mean, a menu from a bagel place that named a bagel <laughs> after me. You must have changed your mind on this Archie comic book thing a million times. Because I see a note here. Howard wants it thrown out. Then wait. Don't throw it out yet. So <laughs> well, you've, never, you've never read it. I don't think I've ever read it. And yet it intrigues me because it's soupy sales. And I love soupy sales. So right. <laughs> can I tell you? Nice. All right. What do I got here? I, you know, we got like. Maybe I'll bring the guys out for a bit. Let's see. Let me see what I want to do. Whack Pack Dream Maker, Dominatrix Dinner Party, Clean Out the Computer. Gary's got a beautiful bit on airline assholes. Chris has got disturbing trends in gay porn. JD's got body part broadcast bloopers. That's always fun. Wolfie's got an embedded with somebody called Amaranth. Hey, hey, Wolfie, I remember that being pretty good. What, What was the story on Amaranth? Because I only have time for one of these things. So Amaranth is, uh, I would classify her more as an OnlyFans model, internet personality. Basically, guys pay to to jerk off to watch her. It's a lot of these like gamer nerdy guys that are super into her. She's she's huge. 
But what made her so special? Like, doesn't she, does she humiliate these dudes or what does she do? No, not at all. So, so like I said, she's more into that, uh, like a gamer kind of nerd lifestyle. She, she does a lot of cosplay where she dresses up as anime characters and, and sexy women and, and mm. young guys really are into her. All right. Let's, uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to make a call here. Let's get J, JD's fun to listen to because he's, you know, he's a mush mouth. So JD, why don't you do your bit on body part broadcast bloopers? People love these. Okay. Everyone loves JD. Go ahead. That's one way to intro me. I guess. Well, you know, you're always laughing inappropriately. Know, no one, no one understands a word you say. It's fun. <laughs> You don't want to thank him for that introduction? <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. What thank do you got for us, JD? Go ahead. So, you know, we, it's always funny to have reporters, uh, they're broadcasting live and they misspeak. Um, and sometimes they say ridiculous things. Uh, blurting out a body part or a sex term happens a lot. And that's what this uh, package is surrounded. Uh, yeah. So former ABC News, this first clip, former ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Cecilia Vega made a major flub while reporting on the drone strike that killed al-Qaeda's leader last year. All right, so what J.D. said is, this is a, a <laughs> yeah, reporter. An interpreter. <laughs> yeah. There was a drone strike that killed al-Qaeda's leader. That's what she's reporting okay. on. Okay, here we go. Al-Qaeda's leader? Al-Qaeda. Al yes. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> Tonight's announcement, certainly a long time coming. A long time coming. Lindsey Biden is now the fourth American president who has tried to hunt and capture Al Zawahiri. Hunt. Cunt that was capture. good. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I, for one, am really glad they cunted that guy down. <laughs> he was dangerous. Yes. All right, JD, go ahead. Uh, this next clip, it's a little, this one's a little, it was recorded from a TV. We were. It's so good. It was so good. We were unable to locate like an actual copy of it. We had to use this copy. So this is from Your Morning in Canada, a report on the new Jane, Jane Goodall Barbie doll. And uh, the reporter says clit. <laughs> okay. Here you go. It's a reporter saying clit on the air. Mattel is unveiling the Jane Goodall Barbie. Goodall is a primatologist and is excited for children to understand nature a little bit more through the doll. It comes with a full clit. Both kits, sorry, including the chimpanzee, a notepad, <laughs> and binoculars. She said clit. <laughs> yeah. This is so this is so juvenile, but it is. Dude, you have yeah. no idea how many times uh we get emails about this sort of stuff every day. Um <laughs> yeah, by the way, the FCC doesn't ever go after these people for saying things like clit and cunt. Nope. No. <laughs> Uh, the weather girl in Peoria, Illinois, had a crazy explanation for the overcast skies. This clip okay. three. In Peoria Heights, you can kind of see off in the distance across the river looking east, kind of the fuzziness in the sky. That is a quick down, a quick downpour that's falling in the distance there. <laughs> she said quick downpour. <laughs> I haven't seen a queef this big since the 1988 Lilith Fair. Look at that. <laughs> a queef downpour. What's that when you, you like, you pussy fart and squirt at the same time? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. It's all there in the distance. What? <laughs> all right, JD. What else you got? CNN's Jake Tapper, uh, in this clip, he tried to say, keep us abreast. And, uh, oh. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> you can see where it goes. <laughs> All right, here is Jake Tapper. At this point, they do plan to talk. Justin Jones going back to the state house. All right, Brian, keep us abreast. Keep keep us abreast of, of developments there. Keep us abreast of developments there, uh, so we can bring that news conference. Keep those on. Big titties coming, please, and keep us abreast. <laughs> keep us abreast. That is funny. Something from Tapper. But don't um, you think that like they say that like it's a, a Freudian slip? Like they're thinking about titties. And, uh, and queefing. You know what I mean? And, and queefing. Was that woman a queefer herself? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, this weather guy in Columbia, South Carolina tried to say annals of history. Uh, uh, guess what yeah, we know where that went. Yeah. You got to be careful when you say annals of history when you're on TV. Yes. It'll continue on tracking to the north uh, and out of here, but this one goes into uh, the, the annals, uh, annals of uh, weather history. <laughs> so there you go. All right, here's the uh, look. In annals. Happy <laughs> <laughs> <the> rain. <laughs> the annals of weather history. I love how he even, you know, he had a little laugh that he had to oh, try yeah. to suppress. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the weather guy, like, like he gets three seconds of airtime during an hour newscast and he, he can't even get out the word annals. Like, you know what? Read your script. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you have trouble with that, don't say annals. Yes, like annals is a, yeah, annals is a word a lot of people don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, you're one N away from anal. Very. <laughs> it's a trap. That word. It's a, it's trap, a trap. I'm telling you. Yeah. As a broadcast, <laughs> that's one of the things I learned in broadcast school. Substitute words like annals, <laughs> or things can go wrong. <laughs> what else, you guys? Uh, here's news for Jacksonville's Joy Purdy on a local lottery winner. Oh, okay. A Jacksonville man just won a million dollar jack off jackpot <laughs> on a scratch off where he bought the winning ticket that's ahead at six. Plus, remembering prisoners of war and those missing in action. Uh, wow. A lot of a jacked off. <laughs> jack off. You don't hear that a lot. He won a jack off. <laughs> He won a jack off. <laughs> Fred and I once had a jack off, and Fred won, of course. It was more like a boner fight, and Fred came on my leg. Sword fight. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, JD, a lot of these will go down in the asshole of history. I mean, anal. <laughs> I made my own blooper. What else? Any more? I love these. Uh, yeah, one, one more of these. It happens to sports reporters, too. Here's NFL Network's Bridget Condon talking about a prospect for the NFL draft. With the latest, Bridget, what are we hearing here for the Hawks? Andrew, the biggest need for the Seahawks is defensive tackle. One of the names that we're hearing is Jalen Carter, the D-tackle from Georgia. Just won a national championship with the Bulldogs. Big, big guy, 6'3", 315 pounds. Oh. He could make an immediate impact. Big dick. Oh. oh boy. And I bet she's hot too. She sounds hot. Usually a lot of these NFL uh sideline reporters are pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what she I have to look at what she looks like. You never hear that blooper when they talk Howard Cern, big dick. Uh, I mean, uh you never hear that. 
Okay, she's right. Is that it, or you got more? Uh, so there, there's one more. Uh, so there are so many anatomical flubs on TV. Uh, we even had enough to make our own anatomy song, and that's why. Oh, I, I heard this, this is a, this is kind of weak for a closer, but <laughs> I'll be honest. I, yeah, I should cross. We tried something when I listened to this. I was like, oh, I should cross this out. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, they took all the bloopers and incorporated it into a song, but it's, it, uh, don't get too excited. Here not we go. Their strong <laughs> not, not the strongest <laughs> song. Gonna laugh out of you, so maybe it's good. Yeah, I mean, for a minute, you know, it's funny. It's kind of a schlocky kind of thing, but it works. <laughs> one, one laugh's all it takes. You should have ended with jack off. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, what I think. Well, right, that was my package. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, there's your package. <laughs> Thank you, JD. Nice job. What do you want to hear? Airline assholes, disturbing trends in gay porn, amaranth well, embedded. We're hearing about all the crazy things that happens in heterosexual porn. What's happening in gay porn? Well, here he is, Chris Wilding. He's loud. He's proud. Hey, now. He's gay. Goddamn there right. Go. And I jerk off every night, so I have... Taken all these clips I found during the course of jerking off, and here you go. He has some great clips for you. He's a young gay First, man with a, yes. a tremendous libido, as we all know. How old are you now, by the way? Uh, <laughs> I'm not so young anymore. How I'm old 35. You? I'm 35. Is that right? Wow. 35. Yeah, I you know what? Was a, yeah. You better be careful. Your biological clock is ticking. You might not be able to get pregnant uh, soon. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I tried this weekend and, uh, as of yet, oh, yeah? uh, unsuccessfully. Uh huh. Big date did you have? <laughs> My, uh, Brazilian guy came over. He comes well, over. Well, you're really into, uh, guys from that area of the planet. Well, yeah, but they're into me is the thing. Cause they like right. pale skin and they like, so I ma I'm willing to match with anybody. I want to match right. with white guys, but I match with, you know, Latin American gentlemen. And this guy was really hot. He looked Tell, uh, like a Brazilian Zach Braff. It was really cool. Wow. Zach Braff's mm -hmm. a good, a handsome man. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, and a huge cock. By the way, yeah. Chris told me this guy had such a big cock. I guess he uh, put it in Chris's ass. Uh, I thought you weren't into that, but lately you've been doing well, it. And I can take like the first two or three inches. I find that pleasurable. And after that, it's, uh, it's too much. But tell Robin, uh, cause she's, she used to be a nurse. You're, the medical condition you're fearing, and she could maybe either put you at ease or tell you to go to the hospital. Tell her what you think's going on. Well, I know what's going on. I After the session with him, and we had sex three times, uh, I had a tremendous amount of trapped air up my ass. Like I've never had a colonoscopy, but I hear after people have it, they fart for like hours and hours and hours afterwards, and it's all the trapped air. So I think this guy kind of put so much trapped air up my ass fucking me. That um, I just was farting for for like uh, the whole weekend. Oh, I had heard that you were concerned that you couldn't get the trapped air out; that it was trapped up there, and somehow it had pushed the air into your asshole. Well, I was concerned in the sense that I kept farting, but it, like it didn't smell. I could just tell mm. it was like a lot of trapped air up there because the guy had a big dick. 
I'm afraid you're going <laughs> to ruin the romance, dude. <laughs> Try to hold that what shit. Romance. In. Well, what can you do? Listen, dude. I mean, it's uh, it's not my my preferential thing to do. You know, because it is anyway. a, a dirty area. All right. So real quick, we'll go through the clips yeah. you have and tell us what's going on in gay porn. You said there's disturbing things. Right. So the first thing I noticed is lately when, you know, before all these porn videos, gay or straight, you have these ads. But the ads on the gay porn sites are really, really weird. And now with AI, a lot of them, it's like creepy robot narration, talking about cartoon sex. And a lot of them seem to be geared towards like closeted men who want to act out gay fantasies. That's the first clip. Hmm. Warning. Addiction danger. Go balls deep in your pastor. Let your stepbrother feel your cock in his larynx. Use your perverse imagination and fuck your imagined family. Play now. Penetrate tiny holes that tighten around your cock. By penetrating him, are you able to make him hard too? Play now. What the fuck is this? I don't even know what I'm Dude, listening to. It's So it's these cartoon sex games where you get to act out as like a twink being fucked. And you select oh, the different yeah. positions you want to be in. But it, the narration is all done by these creepy robots. Oh, I see. Yeah, they have that on straight porn, too. Like, uh, there's one I was watching the other day. An ad came on and went, do you fantasize about fucking old women, but you don't know how? Yes. Oh, dude, and that's I have that here. That's that, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm trying to see what clip it is here. No, it's crazy. It's like, fuck old ladies now. You must yeah. fuck old ladies or you will die. Ah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this was like, you fantasize about fucking old ladies. Here's how to do it. And I was like, wow, there's an ad for that? Like, and it's these, there's and I'm talking about, yeah, and there's real old bags on there. I mean, these broads have got to at least be 65 plus. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got in there? What else yeah, is weird so, in well, gay porn? Well, then, and then, like, again, going with these ads, like, I found one, it was this, like, dick elongation technique, but it seemed right. really racist because it was all about, like, they went to some lost tribe in Africa and found out how to do this. That's clip two. <laughs> right, let me hear this. It was a hot July afternoon, and we just arrived on the island, and there they were. 18 black men of all ages and sizes, from slim to muscular, 20, 40, even 70 years old, all with one thing in common. They all had 12, 13, and even 18 inches strong, muscular big dicks. Penises. Oh, this is pretty cool. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> so years what? ago, they, they, there was some yogurt where the commercial was, we went to a village in Russia where people all lived to be over 150 years old. And that one thing they had in common was they ate this fucking yogurt. And, uh, and then you were supposed to buy this yogurt and you too would live over 150. But this is, this is a take on that. So if you go to this rare place on earth where everyone right. in Africa has a huge penis, muscular penis, this is great. <laughs> I can't wait to see where this goes because, you know, like, I'm writing this down. Dude, you're just trying to jerk off and like get off and you got to go through at least 10 seconds of this. And it's like really involved, you know, but then so the actual porn. So, by the way, the, the, noticed, well, I want to yeah. finish the ad first, but that, that sure. jungle music isn't helping either. I mean, it's a little it makes racist. Sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these guys in Africa have an 18 inch dick. That's like six right. of my dicks. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It was a hot yeah. July afternoon and we just arrived on the island. And there they were, yeah. 18 black men of all ages and sizes, from slim to muscular, 20, 40, even 70 years old, all with one wow. thing in common. They all had 12, 13, and even 18 inches strong, Eight? muscular big dicks. <laughs> Penises so huge it would have made God himself envious of what his progenies have become. It was pure madness. And it was that exact moment which led me to discover the incredibly well-kept yes. secret of...
of the Sama tribesmen with monster-sized penises. A ritual yes. passed from generation to generation and carefully guarded by every man and woman from their tribe at the price of their lives based on a super growth cocktail that goes back over 2,000 years and can increase mm. any man's penis by 48%. So stay right where you Whoa. are for the next three and a half minutes because I'm going to show you how you can use the same super cocktail and grow your penis with at least four inches in a few weeks. Fred is salivating. <laughs> uh, wow. Hey, you know what I just realized? If I get this cocktail, I'll be a full three inches. Yeah. Or 18, well, which would kill anyone. Why are all those men standing there naked when they yeah, that's get the off other the thing. boat? Because they're in Africa. <laughs> because how are they going to find loincloths big enough for an 18-inch cock, Robin? They were dressed, but the cock was hanging out of their shorts. Meanwhile, it's so ridiculous. If they have this secret, why wouldn't they sell it and, and be billionaires? Yeah. None of like, it makes like, sense. Like, yeah. It's like uh, the Arabs have all the oil. Why, of course you would sell <laughs> they, it. They you. kept it secret. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, a great big secret. So anyway, I, can't so, believe, I can't believe I don't fall for all that because I'm desperate <laughs> for more inches. But uh, Did you ever try like jelking? Did you ever learn about that? I tried that jelking? Once. You mean that, it's that like, tube you can buy where you stretch your cock? No, it's like these, like, they again, It's they say it's like the indigenous people of Australia invented no. it. And it's these exercises you do where you kind of pull and rub your no, cock a No, because I'm way. too smart for that. I mean, if there, if there was something on earth that could make your cock grow, it would be Everybody the biggest be news. Everybody doing it. Yeah. It, it, everyone be, <laughs> yeah. it would be out in the, I mean, it would be the biggest thing ever. I think it's, don't like know. it's years only, and years of pulling, or, which probably is he, not good for you. The only people who know about it is uh, people in the back of the village voice know about this, <laughs> you know, how to make your cock grow. Give me a break. Uh, remember Richard years ago used to take Peter North huge load pills. He wanted to have a big load and he would get the Peter North oh. huge load pills. Anyway, what else is weird in gay yeah. porn? So in the actual porn, so and I don't do this, but I've noticed a lot of bottoms are getting really, really loud. Okay, so in this clip, you have this guy. He's a giant porno-sized penis. He's sticking it in some guy's ass, and um, the guy's moaning and screaming, but to the point where he literally sounds like Miss Piggy. And this is kind of the standard now for bottoms in gay porn. And I guess if you're watching gay porn, it would be a turnoff to hear some guy yelling this loud, right? Dude, I mean, there's a point where it's hot and there's kind of a power dynamic, but when the guy literally sounds like Miss Piggy, it does take you out of the moment. You like that, huh? Yeah. Like to be like a slut. Yes. Oh. You're gonna have my baby. Yes. You want it? Yeah, my baby. Yeah. Oh, creamy. I guess if I was getting a dick in my ass, I'd be making that noise. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it makes <laughs> sense. I mean, dick. I mean, it does make yeah, sense. I mean, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Chris's mic. What just happened went out. to Chris? I don't know. His mic just went dead. Oh, I muted myself, I think. Nice. Yeah, I was sitting on my foot. <laughs> Another trend I've noticed is dirty talk. <laughs> okay. Dirty talk's getting out of hand. Here's a guy. He's a really thick Eastern European accent, and he's fucking a flashlight, one of those uh, pocket pussy things. Yeah. And he's talking dirty, and I guess this is supposed to turn me on, but it, again, 
it's just really aggressive. And the other thing they do is they keep referring to a man's asshole as a vagina and a pussy. Check it out. Okay. All right. You're a dirty bitch for me. You are very dirty. <laughs> You're taking cock. You want some cum? The cum is in these balls. You need to go fucking inside you. You need to go on your fucking face. On your fucking slutty body. You're a good call for me. Slapping, slapping. You want to hold this toy? You want to come for me? You want to be fucking big? Huge orgasm right now. Right now. Right now. Come. Come for me right now. Come it. Come it. Come it. Let it fucking go. Let it go on this fucking dick. Come. Shoot your low life. Fuck your fucking pussy. Harder. And kick it. And fuck. Remember that cartoon, Rocket J. Squirrel, and the bar is yeah. off? He's suddenly like, hey, I'm going to get it. Going. <laughs> Intent. You know what I mean? That's how Zelensky should talk to Putin. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Take my fucking cock. You want my cummies in these balls, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> also, you know, when he fucks the like, yeah. That gay dudes, the only way to get off is to, like, be angry with one another. Like, super hyper-masculine, you know? I've noticed there's a lack of romance in gay porn. It's leaving it more and more. There's a lot of dirty talk. A lot of spitting is very big right now. Mm. And again, if you go to this next clip, you know, a lot of it is... Uh, tops calling the bottoms asshole a pussy, a cunt. It's gone very mainstream. What do you think of that? What do you think? Like, like, uh, do you call your asshole a pussy? No, though. I the guy on Saturday, the Brazilian guy was like, "Oh, I love your pussy. I love your pussy, pussy when you give it to me, baby. I love you." <laughs> and I was like, "My does pussy. it creep you out? Does it creep you out?" To me, it's like, hey, like we get we made the decision not to be in the pussy business. So why right. why do I have a pussy? pussy. It's my ass. So maybe it makes them feel better, like more acceptable, like they're embarrassed being gay or something. I, maybe I don't know, but mm. it's in in gay porn. It's all the rage. Your pussy, your bussy, pussy. which is a boy pussy. Your cunt. All right, Let me um, hear this. yeah. I love having cocks with my pussy. Oh, you have all the boys have pussy in oh, the fucking yeah. neighborhood? Uh, God, you have a pussy, dude. You don't have an ass anymore, you know that? Yeah. You have a boy pussy. He made me not boy. Oh. He made daddy oh. fucking come inside of your pussy. You got better pussy than your boss. Oh. I'm lying when I saw the alpha dick, baby. Wreck oh. my faggot cunt. Oh. Your little pussy sore, baby? Huh? Oh. Fuck yeah. Huh? Daddy fuck it good? Uh-huh. Huh? You gonna be a sore cunt tomorrow? Uh-huh. Show your cunt off wow. of the camera. Come on. That's a pretty cunt gape right there. Push your lips out. Show the camera. That's an interesting <laughs> trend in gay porn, huh? Yeah. There's there's one guy in that montage. He's my favorite. He just calls himself Daddy, and he has like a Welsh accent and a giant cock, and he's always like, Come here, you want Daddy's fucking cock, don't you? Take Daddy's fucking cock, you little twink prick. Really hot. I think he's a great guy. Um, <laughs> just giving you insights into the world of gay porn. Right. Now, finally, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. This clip from a legal standpoint just puzzled me. So I'm watching this entire scene. It's this gay porn scene, major gay porn studio. Scene itself was hot, okay? These guys, are, they, they finish, credits start rolling, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Dolly Parton song starts playing at the end of the gay porn and I'm, I'm no expert in copyright law but i don't think dolly signed off on this hmm Fuck. yeah yeah oh my god fuck. give me that cup oh fuck yeah oh fuck i'm gonna come too uh, oh, such oh, a big load. oh 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 <laughs> I 
They say uh, getting your music in a commercial or a movie can change everything. Wow. It's her doing a cover. So you mean two guys are fucking each other in the ass and uh, Dolly comes on? (laughs) And really hot guys, they're fucking, and they both come and they shoot big loads and you're like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm finishing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, that voice sounds kind of familiar and sure enough it's brandy it's uh, sorry it's dolly doing a cover of brandy carlisle's the story hmm. uh the song yeah so maybe that, they, maybe it's about like you know something nice to listen to while you're cleaning off yourself well i thought was that nice. was the romance you were looking for yeah <laughs> you finally yeah, got some romance swells <laughs> wow yeah, it was it was romantic but i just i'm sitting there going wait a minute how, how? i mean i know I dolly's well, very well, liberal you, but uh Thank you for the yeah. update on what's going on in gay porn. Uh, yeah, you know, very you know disturbing. <laughs> I'm so hyper heterosexual that I would never ever know what was going on in gay porn. So this you is don't useful. Know this. I don't yes. know this side of the world, and uh, it's very good. Although Fred wants me to explore this with him. <laughs> Fred calls my asshole a bussy. So there you go. Wow, what a, we learned a lot today. Yeah, all of it's it been nonsense. A very educational show. Yeah, all of it useless. Yeah, I wouldn't take this into your next job interview. Yeah. Well, there you go. Full show. Uh, a couple of people want to talk to us. Let me go to it. Steve, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, it's Steve from uh, Connecticut. How you doing? Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I, I was I originally called about the uh, uh, Golden Corral because I was telling them, Whoever answered the phone that I, uh, my granddaughter went there. We went well, a whole family, my four grandchildren, my son, his wife, and my daughter. And, uh, we all went and my granddaughter, so she was like five years old and she threw up all over the place. And they all just were like, okay, yeah, no big deal. And they just kept come out with a big mop and bucket and they like, clean everything up and go about yeah. their business like nothing happened. <laughs> well, a little throw up isn't going to throw off the, the, uh, an all you can eat buffet. I mean, you, you got to be hardcore. You yeah, just got to keep plowing through. Don't worry about offending the other customers. <laughs> They're not offended. It's every man for himself over at the buffet, you know? It's just the way it goes. All right. Thank you, Steve. There you go. Ay, ay, ay. Mike, well, you're on the air. Mike from me. Hey now. Hey now. Hey, now. Uh, hey uh, so uh, I have a couple questions, but one, most importantly, if uh, if Will Murray's the head writer of the show, what's Fred's official role now? Wasn't Fred the head writer? I don't know what Fred does. I, I don't ask him. I'm afraid to. <laughs> we never Whatever he asked. wants to do. We never ask Fred what he does. He, whatever he does is fine with me. That's it, Fred. You do your thing over there, pal. Mike, are you trying to create Forget trouble? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> no way, Fred. I just want to know what your official fucking title is because my, my, my official title is I am a good citizen of the show. Right. I provide good quality sound effects. I provide yes. uh, voices and identities for puppets. And yes. uh, occasionally I volunteer some information. Uh, occasionally I uh, put my uh, unit inside uh, Howard's bussy. <laughs> that's really why he's here uh, i'm keep not me a sidekick i'm not a co-host i'm not a celebrity but uh, he's fred yeah. you're just fred, I'm fred. And, and that's it and he's part of it he and that's does it too many things right to there you have go yeah. like before there, before there was everybody mike it was just me gary uh howard and robin so that's it yeah and now I love, we and now we have those. a village of people and thank god we do <laughs> 
A village right. of idiots, and I love it. I love it. But I, what I love is hearing old, old, old shows where you can hear where Howard and Fred are basically making, you know, two thirds or three quarters of the show up by themselves. And Fred used to, Fred used to do so many fucking voices and voices. Go. And now, well, now you got a lot of people all, now. Now uh, your Fred is a goons associated with the show. I fucking love it. By, you're you're a very unique Fred. You belong in the Radio Hall of Fame, and you're you're the most nah, unique not interested, radio but guy. Uh, I know, but you're just you're so fucking unique, but you're so necessary. And fucking, <laughs> I love you, man. Oh, well, cool. thank uh, you, enough about Fred. No by by the way, I have a couple yeah. of suggestions. You were playing that uh, Christmas music segment this morning, where bands do Christmas songs. I think Tukas should do a version of "Smell My Christmas." Oh, not a bad idea. And Mistletoe yeah, Man. There you go. There you Mistletoe go. I like it. So just for the holidays. Well, we're a young band. We're not that desperate yet. But like in five years, we'll put out well, a Christmas Well, you might need song. material, so just just go right. for it. Thank you, Fred. There you go. That Fred's job also includes uh, bringing up things we talked about four and a half hours ago. And uh, there you go. Thank well, you, better Fred, late though. than never. That's right. Now, Fred is uh, essential. That is why uh, we we love him. We to love what I'm Fred. not sure, but thank you. We love him. We love him. We love him. All right. There it is. You heard from Fred. That's a bonus. Normally, we don't want him on the air, but uh, he, <laughs> he, you heard from him today. That's a huge bonus. Well, Mike forced your hand. He did. He did. He did. Um, well, okay. Uh, let me remind you one more time that next Monday... Next Monday, I will reveal the Howard 100. Uh, Howard 100. 100. The 100 people who made the Stern whenever, Show great. Whenever that horn comes up, I have to laugh. <laughs> that is the funniest yeah. note anybody ever, ever hit. The Howard 100, the people who made the Stern Show great this year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The Howard 100. Thank you, thank you. And tomorrow, tomorrow, tune in for the Carol of the Balls where Richard and Sal get to shine. They're going to be singing a song together in the 69 position, totally nude, by singing into each other's balls. And their balls will have a microphone taped to it. We're looking forward to the carol of the balls to bring in the holiday spirit. And so many more surprises. Uh, you know, too many to mention right now. Carol of the balls tomorrow and Monday, the Howard 100. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.